Let's go. Morning, afternoon, or indeed, good bloody well evening to all of our fantastic listeners. This is our Pika approved Nintendo podcast, aptly named Switch Island. And to get things started this week, I wanted to introduce you to to the trainers. I'm going to be chatting all things Nintendo with. And first off, it's Professor Oak himself, Mark, and his Twitter machine is at Smart Twitter. How you doing, Mark? You're right, mate. Hello. Yeah, very well. Yeah, bonjour, bonjour. And my other co-host is stuck in the safari zone, and his Twitter machine is at GQ Preacher. Pete, how the devil are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Wonderful, wonderful. I am your Pokemon master, your red, yellow, and blue, Danny Ward. And my Twitter machine is at Danny Ward 2707. And anyway, we are Switch Island, and we are now going to talk into your ear holes about our beloved Nintendo. Uh, so if you'd like to support us, please give this podcast a spooky sub on the service you're using. Follow us on Twitter at switch underscore island or check out our site which is www.switchisland.co.uk gentlemen how the devil are you yeah good time. yeah it's good. a good it's a good time to have a nintendo console it's a very good time to have a nintendo how console. the diablo are you how the diablo Ooh. are you indeed that would have been actually a really good segue there mark so why didn't you put that in the uh the, the meeting notes why couldn't you? God damn it, Mark. I just thought of it like a second ago. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Absolutely disgusting. I am always. Terrible. Permanently. <laughs> With the house going on the back. You've done that on purpose. Anyway, uh, so we're moving <laughs> We're moving on to news. So it's been uh, it's a pretty busy couple of weeks, uh, I think. Um, we first off want to talk about the Smash Direct. Mark, did you watch it? I did, mate. Did you watch it? I did. I, well, I say I watched it. I was like in work at the time so it's kind of like flitting between okay. it and then kind of picking up a certain part I'm losing a little bit of hype for it if I'm completely honest only because I think there's a bit of uh, Sakurai saturation going on where just constantly in the news people complaining about everything um, I love the directs but just having one specific about a game that I am really looking forward to but kind of know enough about um, I'm just a little bit a little bit jaded now. So, how about yourself, Pete? Um, yeah, I watched it. I, I love Smash. Um, I'm not technically very good at it, but I, I enjoy it a lot. And in terms of like just fighter games, this is not just like my favorite fighter game. It's probably the only fighter game that that I I care about <laughs> in any meaningful way. Um, and it's just a love letter to to like all the different franchises. So that's why it's getting a lot of traction. And it's going to be a huge game. I can't wait. It's going to be really good. Cool. Come on, Mark. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to jump in there in, in riposte. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I think it was you know a long direct for one game and they did go into a lot of detail. But there were some things that I really um, uh, liked about what was in the direct. For example, yeah. the, you know, the, 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 the sort of light mode that they've got for the, the one player um, and that sort of the cutscene where they had... Mm you know, all your favorite characters getting annihilated and, um, and, uh, you know, Kirby surviving. And we know how some members of this podcast feel uh, about Kirby. Do you know, like it was a little some. bit, there was like a touch of sadness when they're all getting, are they dead or te- they turn to spirits, aren't they? Or? Yeah, yeah. Spirits, spirits is what they're called. 
Um, but speaking of spirits, I love that way of bringing in the different mm-hmm. characters from across the franchises. I'm pretty sure I'm going to geek out on strengthening my stats on my character with all these different spirits. That was really good. Um, but yeah, I love the cinematic as well. So how does it work? Do you just get Kirby to begin with and you have to play as Kirby because pre-order is going to get cancelled? Well, <laughs> certainly in this household if that happens. Well, it's only one of the modes, isn't it? The yeah. spirit mode. But it, it, it's funny that Sakurai was like, oh, you know. That well, wasn't we the question I asked, Mark. I asked you, <laughs> are you only able to play as Kirby, mate? Because that will be a deal breaker. Is that not a deal breaker for you? Um, Even on the first player? I'm hoping that as he releases more of them and saves them from the shadowy forms they've become, that you mm. can then fight as them. Uh, come I on, hope. Mark. No, I think it's, it's a Kirby-only mode. The game, you have to play as Kirby <laughs> for, I think, the first 10 hours of content. It's like um, it's like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the, the sort of 10 hours of uh, introductory content where they're giving you various menu options. That's just Kirby explains his whole life. Mm. You learn about him. You, you learn how to float. You learn how to sink back down to earth. You learn how to swallow people. It's just Kirby. It's a big I, Kirby adventure. I would challenge your description of Xenoblade there, but, you know. It was only five hours of menu scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> but right, no. we'll split the difference. Yeah. Seven and a half. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> Other than that, uh, in terms of the characters that were announced, were we happy? Yeah, we had Ken uh, mm. from another massive fighting game. And uh, Incineroar from Generation 7 yeah. Pokemon. I'm, yeah. I'm not Sun particularly fussed about the second one. And Incineroar just seems was an cool. choice. Sorry, mate. No, I was going to say Piranha Plant was cool. I think yeah, it was just did. because it pissed that many people off that it made me quite happy. <laughs> but I, like the, I, I liked how Sakurai kind of came out and said, well, look... I haven't decided on which characters going into this game. It's very much Nintendo. So if you guys don't like it, then uh, go for a very short walk off of a very long pier. I don't think that was his exact phrasing. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was. I think Dan Dan was paraphrasing to some extent. Yeah, we could get into legal trouble here. Um, No, I think... um, Yeah, because he he sort of did a couple of tweets after the Direct to say, stop yelling at me um, about which characters to include in the DLC, which... um, they're, they're going to release five characters throughout the year, next year, and, and five stages to go with them, and obviously the associated music track. And he said, um, you know, whilst um, I didn't personally choose them, Nintendo chose them, and then he chose from that list which ones he could make into fighters. Mm. So maybe we should run through any that we would really like to have. I mean, Piranha Plant, I, I just didn't see that coming. I don't know if you guys would have ever thought that well, they would include a Piranha Plant in I, a Smash game. I think that's something that's quite good about the franchise. I mean... When you see Smash running like and playing and selecting characters and you really get into like a bit of time on it, the fact that these characters are so disparate and different and but still seem like they're part of the same universe, like is the absolute like gift of the game. Yeah. So even yeah. Piranha Plant, even yeah. though we're here going, that's a bit of an odd choice. Well, there's plenty <laughs> of odd choices that work really, really well. And I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it's a really viable character to play as as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Because it'll it'll with the way it's each character's crafted, th- like the attack buttons are similar, so yeah, like it it will work. There's no doubt in my mind. It's just people are a little bit sore that it's not the characters that they really cherish. That's all. I don't think there could have been any character out there that anybody would have been 100 percent happy with, and I think that's just the nature of 
something like this is so subjective, but there's so much content already in this oh, game. Over the 70, poor, is it? The poor guys that are building it must just turn, and, and ladies, must be turning around going, what the hell is going on? Why is somebody complaining about Piranha Plant being in this when they've got 50 or 60 other characters? They're probably going to main anyway because they've been playing this for, you know, 40, yeah, yeah, 50, yeah. Well, about 15 well, years. This is the thing. A lot of the people that are saying, oh, we want this character, that character, that whenever they're in like a proper fight, they're going to go to their, their main character yeah, anyway. So it's like you'll get very little play value out of that new character. Some people can you can you think of any other game that's generated this much um, anger? Oh, there's a lot of positive as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And again, as with anything on the internet, the five percent of negative always seems to outvoice the yeah. and outshout the ninety five percent of positive. Yeah. But I think it's just uh, it's just the waves of people that just seem to be on there and they gain traction and the complaining and. You know, it's it's as if like these beloved franchises that bring games out and then somebody doesn't like them. <laughs> you know, uh, Ooh, what, God, that sounds very similar to a conversation hmm, we had before, hmm, Dan. Hmm, hmm, yes, hmm, what trigger. Game could hmm, he be talking should about? we go fishing? Um, <laughs> but in terms of new characters, new features, who would I want in Smash? Who do I really? Hmm, what would really? What would put the cat among Cause, the Because I, I do think Piranha Plant. Um, feels to me it because when i first saw him you're sort of thinking of named characters it seems a little bit of a sideways move because yeah piranha plant to me feels like a, like adding a goomba or I'm, um sorry one second because i think yeah it sounds like a giant bee is just flown into where we're recording <laughs> yeah it's just <laughs> literally like the loudest <laughs> rudest bee that is an aggressive it's I'll tell you the character giant, I want. It's, it's middle of November. How is yeah. there a beer? A giant bee has entered He wants Book Bumble. Podcast. That's what he wants. He wants Book yes. Bumble from N64. He's st- the wrong <laughs> podcast, mate. No, it legit is. Like, it came in, flew around for a second and went out. God, he was a big mother, wasn't he? Look at that. Wow. Can you please explain to that bee he can't retcon? Uh, yeah. Well, well, yeah, that bee was like, that was huge. I was like 16 year old Dan Ward size. Yeah. That was a big bee. <laughs> that was a big, big bee. Sorry, Mark. Carry on, mate. Oh, don't know what I was saying, mate. A oh, piranha plant, but I just think it's a bit of a sideways move. So I think it's sort of include you could have. <laughs> still, I'm just watching these two on the video, just I'm watching just gonna, a bee. I'm just going to shut the window because he's trying to I get. Can't see we'll, the bee. we'll keep the podcast. <laughs> it's going. Oh my god, it's huge! Oh, you closed it in. Shut the blind. Oh my god, it's huge. It's not the cat shitting it, it's being on <laughs> uh, Normal service will be resumed. You shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have we got any uh, it, like intermission oh, music sake. we can play? I don't even say people need to know what You can do it. Several minutes later. You did very well there. Uh, well played, gents. Okay. So, what the? if you were going to pick uh, your character in Smash, Mark, who would it be? So, welcome back to uh, Switch Island, your UK's premier <laughs> bee podcast, <laughs> where we've chased a bee around the fucking room for about 25 minutes. Mark, it's like, it's uh, like, <laughs> come on, it's like doing? Autumn Watch, this. It, it is, is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I know. yeah. I feel like Tony Robinson. This week, this week team. yeah, we're like, like, I'll be Ben Fogel. Mark. This week, we're in Liverpool. Um, <laughs> 
where two scousers are struggling uh, with a bee. Hey, 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 calm down. Oh, it's big this one, lads. Ah, oh, hey. It's coming right at you, lad. Hit it. <laughs> so, Smash. Um, yeah, overall, I wasn't necessarily disappointed. I, in fact, I was very beige about the whole thing. I was, I was happy by the fact that we've got several new characters and then also by the fact that we're getting is it free DLC you're going to have to pay for the characters oh no yeah, I think they pay yeah. oh, okay. no, it's, it's already available to buy is yeah. it oh right is yeah, it just one off like yeah it's like a one off um, like smash pack or whatever it's called you pay like 15 quid <laughs> you get the five characters the five stages and the five sets of audio and you can buy it now um, and then when, when you buy um, smash at the moment before the end of January I think that's how you get the piranha plant ah right okay yeah so again just to kind of touch on very quickly uh who were we thinking of then in terms of character who would you want to go for i think mark was about to to give us a suggestion weren't he well i was just thinking like you know there's three links in it already there's link young link and toon link yeah i'm thinking just dead link just this like you know when, when he just dies he's just laying there what about that one what's what just, do you think? just what moves yeah like and, and the moves would be like it would just like flop or like twitch and like just flop sorry we, we still talking about link here <laughs> <laughs> flop and twitch um, I think like on that theme but it's like a different suggestion <laughs> a better suggestion <laughs> yeah a better, slightly, well, I've got I've got, words, some real, um, I've got some real suggestions as well wolf link <laughs> yes mate that's a great wolf idea. link would be really cool um, yeah. but there's quite a lot of characters that might be quite similar i don't think it matters um i think wolf link you could have you know where he jumps around quite quickly in like a flash it'd be like a pikachu yes. kind of move um but then you'd also have what's the name of the twilight princess um Mid- uh, midna yeah she'd be able to maybe like there'd be a smash which would be like a big kind of the, the hand that she kind of uses yep. yeah that that would be quite cool the shadow hand, yeah. the twilight hand. Yeah, yeah love that. Love so, that idea. That's a great idea. That yeah. would be a really Bring good it. character. Um, and because that character's not in Smash, I am fuming and I'm going to tweet everyone. Sakurai! Yeah. Sakurai! Yeah. Sakurai. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so I, I would like uh, Skull Kid as well from Majora's Mask. Nice. That's a good show. Ooh, yeah. What Skull kind of moves are we talking? Yeah, I don't know, because he's quite sort of jangly isn't he he's got like a few sort of dance moves i could see him doing like a smash with his like dance where he twitches about Ooh, that'd be a, really lot of, a lot of my characters have got twitching involved yeah apparently yeah. twitch island podcast <laughs> twitch oh <laughs> that's so, a completely different podcast three <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my faves actually i love oh is it yeah um, yeah i want smart also from, this. from the uh, zelda universe i'd love i'd love to see tingle as well no one wants to see Tingle. Nobody wants to see Tingle anymore. Especially not Just- flopping or twitching. I know. <laughs> Flop and twitch. Give me, give me some tongle, tingle twitching. Tingle twitching? Tingle twitching. What the hell am I saying? That's the most southern thing you've ever said. Tingle twitching. <laughs> that's, that's a village down the road, mate. That's a different, that's a different podcast. <laughs> Have you not been to Tingle Twitch? <laughs> it's, it's just up from Diddle, Diddley Hampton. <laughs> I would also love to see Impa. The, uh, yeah, you, know, you know who Imper is? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's cool, and also the you know just to annoy Dan, which is one of my favourite things to do on this podcast. Cranky Kong, uh, the, the other Kongs, oh, yeah, Diddy Kong, yeah. Dixie Kong, Cranky Kong, Funky Kong, any of the Kongs. Wait, Diddy's in it? How about King Kong? I, I think Diddy's is Diddy in it. Did Diddy do it? Yeah, Diddy's in it. I'm pretty P. sure. Diddy. Oh, okay. Um, I remember firing the little. Uh, he must be in it. Can somebody check that? I'm pretty sure he is. 
Okay, yeah, he, he may very well be. Can we check? Yeah, like, have you been to the Smash Brothers um, website, by the way? Smashbros.com. No, it's I haven't. They keep, up, they keep updating check it, it out. don't they? Yeah, I'll have a look. So the carrots I'd go for, so number one, just to be meta, I'd go for the B. That was just in the room because yeah, I think that scared me win. more than any other character <laughs> ever could. He would win, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash <laughs> everyone. Ruthless, mate. Absolutely ruthless. I, I would go... I'd want Sakurai to put himself in the game, but for it to be like an AI so he can live forever <laughs> and, <laughs> and basically just terrorize people's games. It'd be like, um, oh, oh, the, uh, the mutant guy from Resident Evil three, you know, where he just burst into the room. Like we said in the last podcast, he just, um, oh, what was his name? I'll come to me in a minute. I'll write in never forget, but you just like burst into the room, but Sakurai do that on anyone's game. Mm. He'd just come in, kill everyone and walk out and everyone be like, what the hell was that? And then the third <laughs> character, like oh, who else would I want? Hmm. I, I just went down thinking Kirby it, is in it, but uh, not Kirby. Sorry, he, of course he's in it. Yeah. But um, Diddy, Diddy Kong is character thirty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Yeah, would yeah, yeah. want Luke Skywalker. <laughs> just jump on absolutely random person just to be in it. I feel like everyone else being like, why is he in it? Just yeah. because they've always done it, and then when Cloud was in it, people are like oh, why is Cloud in the game? And then I just li- literally would like Luke Skywalker. But, like, this is the the best thing about. I'd stretch to old Ben Kenobi as well. Yeah. I, I would allow for that. I think um, this is the mad thing about Smash. I do I do look like I could imagine them being done in a way like as a costume on a me fighter. It could happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, yeah. yeah. I, I I just think I love that about Smash. Like he could say uh, extra character, um, the coffee machine from Nintendo of America office. <laughs> Like yeah, exactly. he could say oh, that, so, yeah. and it would be or, or the fridge from the staff room at Nintendo Japan, and it's like, yeah, all right then. The oh. door opening, and then a bright light is the Super Smash that like launches people off. You, you could do that. I still like, like the idea that Nintendo are dictating it, and that there's some like, they're just having taking the piss out of Sakurai, put the piranha plant in. It's, it's like, like Dave oh, again. seriously? <laughs> do you know the hate I'm going to get for this? Yeah, we want a piranha plant. Yeah. The fridge? You want the fridge from the staff room? Do you Just know how case, much hate I'm going to get yeah. for this? Anyone can't be bothered listening back to previous podcasts. So I previously made a joke about Dave being the baggage handler. And basically what Dave would do is Dave would throw on um, like one bag at a time to make everyone wait and he'd be like oh, go on you put the pink one on that isn't anyone's bag but they always put the pink one on just to annoy everyone basically that would be Nintendo putting people in there just yeah, yeah. Oh, go on put the piranha pattern <laughs> yeah, yeah go on <laughs> yeah put him on hey hey Dave got a Magikarp yeah yeah put that on <laughs> yeah piss him off <laughs> oh, Magikarp that is a really good one actually I, I think I've had enough of Pokemon in Smash now. I think they've got a good selection of them. I don't think they needed more. Yeah, this this, this wrestling Pokemon. I I don't think Incineroar. Incineroar. Yeah. Just nah. I See what they did there. Yeah. See what they did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah make one out of a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on, poke hammer. <laughs> um, so anyway, so All right. we've gone through Smash. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah no, I'm pretty happy. I'm, I'm, looking forward to it. I, I'm gonna buy it like day one probably, like as everybody else, because that's gonna be like a really good game. I can't wait. I think it's probably I know we've we've got a couple of games that we're gonna talk about today where we've kind of been diving into one or two online as a team. Um and I think that will be the one that really hits nail on the head over Christmas. Mm. Yeah. Long nights. Mm. 
diving into it, trying to main different characters. I love yeah, the idea yeah. of that. Um, so afterwards... Uh, oh, sorry, just to add in on that, uh, you just hit a good point. Um, one of the best things that Thank I you. think is in it um, is they've got <laughs> a, a far more like flexible like handicap kind of thing. Mm. So mm. like as we're maybe starting to play out the gate, I might have like a little bit more experience. Like it's not like I just played it more. So I'd put my handicap boasting. maybe a bit. Not boasting, oh, yeah. it's more like... Unbelievable. He's always like this. This is what it's like on Diablo as well. He's like, look, I'm just going to start with, you know, you guys, you might be on level 50, but yes. you know, I'm going to be something better than you Splatoon anyway. Splatoon so 2. Just... Guys, I've been playing Splatoon 2 for a while. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play with one arm behind the back. <laughs> oh. I'm just going to lick the c- controller. I'm going to get the cat to sit on my face so I can't see the screen. It's going to be fine. Look, Don't I'm worry, gonna, guys. I'm going to have... You think you could do it with one bee in the room? I'm going to have a hundred bees in the room. Still smash you guys. <laughs> Where am I getting all these bees from? Um, but no, like I can't throw a line in. The only, re- <laughs> the only reason I suggest is because I remember growing growing up with my sister. Like we both liked Smash, but like she just didn't have the don't, time to play it. I guess. Don't say anything, Mark. <laughs> Pack it in, mate. No, I was going to say, can she remember? It's it? eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move this conversation on. It's, uh... oh, carry oh, on. Where's the, where's the bee? I want the bee back. I used to love doing this podcast. I know. Oh. I'm so sorry. Come on. Sorry, Pete. We Tell love you. We'll help you if you do what I've done there. That'll help you out a little bit. You would describe, uh, Age of Boredom described you as the kind nun of the oh. group. Oh, nice. I'll take that. I've been called worse. I'm the blue nun. The blue what is this show I, I tell you it's, it's become a oh, bit of a train no, wreck uh, another, another thing on that though I, I do really agree the handicaps are really cool also the ability to have uh, the multi other multiplayer people uh, faded out so nice. like grayscaled slightly because it does get very confusing like we were talking about before the mm-hmm. show with Diablo you also get a bit lost sometimes with smash i feel especially with multiple eight, eight fighting yeah. yeah multiple fighters it is a little bit of a i don't know i think the chaos of it if if you can negotiate your way around that that's like part of the skill thing as well uh, to have real yeah, good definitely. like placement of your character and know where he is and stuff like that that is part yeah. of the skill involved in it but yeah like a or, or you can quality play of life like change enormous, enormous characters like yeah. um ridley or bowser or something but that was part of it around. like mm. if you knew like a weakness was like like following the character and knowing where your placement was, you'd maybe opt for a larger character and that would, your play style would fit in with that. Who, who do you guys play with actually? Pardon? Who, who, who do you guys play with in Smash? Ah, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I originally started with Link, but then I thought he was a bit slow. I did Roy for a bit, just as slow. Um, I liked Marth because of the, like his forward B Smash would change a lot. Uh, but I kind of, I kind of go through a lot of them, but I always go back to one of the links. Um, and I think it's more like nostalgia than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how I am as well. Like just jumping between the links, like Toon Link, Young Link, mm. but, like um, Dead Link. Someone, I, I do like, I do like Fox. <laughs> I do like Fox, I bet, I, obviously. Oh, would you like uh, something in the DLC, one of the other Fox characters, Star Fox characters? Uh, well, there's Wolf, isn't there? Wolf is in it. I think um, a Shadow Fighter is Falco, isn't it? Okay. Uh, so it is quite well represented. Nobody wants See, Slippy. See, I don't actually know anything about this game. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't in it. The website's really good. The yeah, pi- the website's great. Pictures are super pretty. Oh, the They're lovely. so pretty. It's, oh, I was just, it just the, the, you know, the navigation on the website is beautiful. Oh, it's you know, gorgeous. It's good, good oh, scroll gorgeous. Really cool. Good colours. Fox yeah. is well represented, I think. Okay, um, sweet. But I don't know. I think, yeah, more Fox would be better, <laughs> obviously. 
because I like that whole. I think they could probably put a couple more Final Fantasy characters in. I, th- I think I probably expect to see them in there now that uh, a handful yeah. of the games have been announced. So I think who would want to see? Um, they should just really take the piss and put Squall in from Final Fantasy VIII just to really piss people off. Like the one, oh, the he, one he game, like really emo. No, just the what? Yeah, he is. But the one game that isn't coming to Switch and then he's the only guy in uh, Smash that they bring that would just be peaks peak sakurai do you know what i think would make a nice dlc you know with it being like an indie darling kind of console at mm. the moment like one of the dlcs could be like indie themed and there'd be like real hitters that's a good like, idea rather than just a trophy kind of fighter having like the actual kind of shovel knight in there and sure. things like that yeah hollow knight hollow knight yeah all the knights the character from all the knights yeah um, um, Night time, um, Kieran Knightley, Night Rider, oh, well played. Um, so that would be a good one, but also like a, a Switch focused one. So do you know new characters that have Night Trap? Out? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. So yeah. maybe like um, I know they've represented Xenoblade a bit, but like Xenoblade yeah, could be yeah. in there a bit more with like an actual character of Rex or say something like that, or actual arms fighters as opposed to just like an assist trophy. Yeah, I'm surprised that hasn't already happened, actually. I can see that being one of the DLC characters. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so maybe like a Switch-specific DLC thing. Like, I don't know. I think that's just like in themes like that, I reckon. And then one of the levels will be like different Joy-Cons, like floating around. You've got to jump between the Joy-Cons. I was thinking a Joy-Con <laughs> might be a choice, as in one of the characters, because that, that, again, would be like a Nintendo <laughs> thing to do. Mm. Put a controller in there. Yeah. Mm, we want to reinforce <laughs> our brand on the platform we're strongest on. Put a controller and, and the, on there. The moves for the for the Joy-Con could be like um, twitching, obviously, yeah. but um, <laughs> like it could it could use for its special moves like other controllers. HD Rumble, bring yeah, in like a, yeah, it could bring in um, like the N64 one. It'd be good there's to like a, like a tr- yes, there's like a trident. Nice. Well, as part of the modding community, I'd be I'd be all for like changing the fascias on all of the part controllers of the and being able to community. modify and and obviously uh, as the modern community calls it. Um, uh, mod, modding so the treehouse uh, that was <laughs> shortly after the uh, the direct um, did any of us watch it? I didn't tune into that um, I, I, I watched, watched about 10 minutes of it and just it becomes so plastic and hey we're loving this game and they're all wearing Nintendo t-shirts and high-fiving each other and snogging I stopped watching so I don't know if they snogged are you sure that was not factual are you sure you were watching isn't snogging such a funny word by the way what were they doing snogging necking 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 I used to hate pecking pecking Night Rider oh we're not doing that anymore so Mark necking did you watch it uh, yeah, well, I, I watched it um, just in, in prep for this show, really. You know, dedicated professional. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. How long yeah, was that? Yeah, 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 Not yeah. the words I would use. I think I was doing it. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I hate your wreck. Um, I, was, <laughs> I think I, I, well, I watched it, you know, prior to the previous time we were going to record. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> which got moved. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. no, it's good. Uh, the the Yoshi stuff. I was just wanted to see that. Really, it looks like a good, fun little game. It's very much Yoshi jumping around, you know, collecting eggs, transforming creatures into eggs, firing those eggs. But we just wanted to see what the whole, you know, flip side world was going to be like. Um, and having been playing Flipping Death quite a lot recently with Christine, um, we're very into the fl- you know flipping dynamic in games at the moment. So. Okay. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's nice to see a bit of flipping. Flipping. In. <laughs> Twitching, <laughs> flopping and flipping. Flipping, <laughs> flipping uh, off, yeah. flapping. Uh, and it, it just flipping looks gorgeous, cakes. actually. Like the whole thing, like there's like uh, green straws where like the bamboo in the background and um, you can see like tape peeling off bits of cardboard. It all looks really, it's really Nintendo and super well-crafted. Um, and it looks like it's, you know, like a Yoshi game. There's lots of hidden secrets. and it's, The difficulty scales depending on how much um, effort you want to put into finding everything. It, it, and, and also they, um, on the Treehouse, they did a good show of playing it co-op, which it looks really good fun. It doesn't look as frustrating to play co-op as um, like new Super Mario Brothers U, for example, where you're just constantly pushing each other off platforms and things by mistake. Uh, this looks um, good fun to play. Looking forward to it. Cool. Um, so next point, uh, interesting. Nintendo financials, uh, will they make their goal of 20 million units by the end of the financial year? Mm. So it was a bit of skepticism, I think, from people where they basically said, um, oh, what was it? Something along the lines of they're, they're going to have to really hit hard during December. Um, yeah, during the Christmas window. because yeah. they. Um, so the financials, they... Uh, they set themselves back at the beginning of the year at the um, when the financial year started that they were going to do 20 million switches in the current financial year, which at this point they're now six months into. Uh, and they've sold um, over, but just over sort of 5 million switches in the six months. Um, and that br- it brings them up to just shy of 23 million overall, um, which is great. You know, obviously that's way above the Wii U already and um, actually is now better than the lifetime sales of the GameCube already, which was 21.74 million, apparently. So they're already um, a good 1 million over that. And the next target, well, do you guys want to guess what the next target would be for um, threshold to beat? Nintendo consoles. Yeah. So what have we got left? Uh, Are we talking handhelds? Are we talking talking just... We'll we'll talk just just, uh, main series consoles, like home consoles. So yep. would N64 be next, would it? The N64 is next. Uh, you want to have a guess? I know we've entered like the game section, so do you want to play the um, the uh, oh. tune, Dan? But uh, <laughs> uh, guess how many... Um, this doesn't how many million? Tune, Mark. No, uh, it doesn't, I'm afraid. <laughs> All right. Is it, no, <laughs> no prep here, Mark. Have a guess. I mean, what the I, I'd, I'd plumb for like 40 to 50. Mm, I'd go 35. Ding, ding, ding. Dan wins. Nice. 33 million. Yeah. Well played, Dan. Nice. You are this, this week's Woo. stats winner. Cool. Mark, Switch stats Island stats, stats winner. Well, Mark, stats I, I hold the phone because there might be a chance for you to win these stats back, Mark. Yeah, because I've got more stats Ooh. for you, actually. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold no, on. Carry on. You've got your stats. Pete's also got a game that we're going to play after the news section. So, uh, yeah, oh, we're going to have to, yeah. we're going to have to fight against each other for the first time, Mark. Preview, preview, preview. <laughs> X, 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 X. Uh, so anyway, I, do I believe they will make their 20 million unit? I don't think so. I think it was very optimistic. I still think they've got some way to go by the end of the financial year. So we're talking up until the end of April. What do we yeah. really think main release is going to make people buy consoles between January and April? Well, Smash and Pokemon are going to... Apparently, Pokemon is already um, selling consoles already, according to the news cycle. So okay. people are like going out buying the console with, with the game. Okay, so mm-hmm. we think Pokemon, Smash will sell consoles. Anything else? And so, then you've got... Um, so we're going to... Uh, let's go and assume... Mario. Let's assume that we've got some sort of... 
mini gap from now up until December, you know, where obviously because of Christmas, people are going to go out and buy consoles. And then after that, you've got January through to April, where it's very difficult for any sort of entertainment to, to make a profit or to turn a profit. That is usually where people put games out to die. What is coming out on the Switch around about that point that can sell a console? Well, well there's been a couple of things pushed back, I remember us talking mm-hmm. about. I mean, it's not a system seller probably, but No More Heroes got pushed back into kind of mm-hmm. that period, didn't it? Um, maybe I, I don't think we've got definite release dates for. I think like Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses was going to come out this year initially. Uh, they said twenty guide, and I think that's been pushed back. So we might see that mm. in sort of March April time. Obviously, Yoshi, we haven't got a release date for that, so that could be in that sort of spring time. We've got Super Mario Brothers, you um, new Super Mario Brothers, you Deluxe or whatever the hell it's called. Oh, that's the, coming out in with January. That dead concise title. So potentially, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. New Mario. There's so. a few. Few options, and and maybe um, I think there's also le- apparently like a lot of legs in Mario Party. Apparently, that's selling really well anyway, and they they think that's going to be a good holiday seller. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's just whether or not there's anything additional other than what's out at the moment that will sell consoles. Yeah, and that's all I'm I'm kind of because <clears throat> I can see how they'll sell them up until December, or let's say the very end of the year. But in terms of financial year. That's still three or four months where they've got to make up quite a deficit. I think they, they, they will have like a real kind of... It's not going to be Christmas and then nothing, inertia. Like there's going to be such a push yeah. into Christmas that it's going to propel them into the start of that new year. Like everybody who's hear, got um, those consoles and those games over Christmas will then show their friends, family them and then like, oh my God, that's brilliant. That's, yeah. Like So that will, that will gather legs. And Nintendo have frequently sold consoles through word of mouth and... So once they start getting into homes and it starts spreading outwards a little bit more from there, I think there, there will be a real drive. I just, I, I can't see how, and this is me just trying to be, or play on both sides, pragmatism. Let's call it pragmatism. More so from, if you're, it's a system seller and you have gripped people that don't necessarily have a console already just before Christmas, whether it's through Black Friday or the Pokemon bundle, Diablo bundle, or um, again, I can't understand. Let's even just be as skeptical, say uh, March and April, those two months, uh, or just February and March, really, really tough months for any entertainment media. What are they going to do to sell Mm. consoles in that point? So unless we see something huge before the end of this year, bearing in mind Smash is coming out and we've got quite a lot into the holiday, um, I just think they're dead months and I think it's just a lot to try and make up because what, what number are we on for the year already for the financial year? Uh, so they're at about 5 million. So they've, they've got to, they've got to make up 15 million. Uh, so they've got to do three quarters of what they've done in the last six months. But um, I think they'll probably get to about, I reckon they might get to like 15 million by the yeah. end of it, but we'll see. Super um, optimistic. And it just makes I, you wonder whether or not there was any other titles that, you know, they kind of assumed were going to come out this year and they had to push back privately. Whether Metroid, they thought, yeah, that'd sell like a couple of million. And because there was a gulf, I think, in AAA, um, AAA releases uh, midway through the year, I'd say roughly March, April. I think we were getting roughly one big title from our perspective as like season gamers who really love Nintendo. Mm-hmm. We were getting a game we'd buy, but I don't think the larger, um, less gaming community were, were seeing anything tangible that would make them pick up a console. I mean, I think don't discount like the back catalog as well. I think 
when people are buying not, a new I con- just don't think the system sellers that's the yeah. the difference uh, i i think that i think they i think there's some evergreens there like i think people who who haven't yet got a switch will be picking it up and going oh my god, god i really want to play mario kart days. again and uh yeah but whatever. I, I believe that would have happened at the point of mario kart coming out i can't see that being because again if we're at five million for the year then it shows that that's a huge deficit of where they presume they'd be up to at this point bearing in mind you've gone through three quarters of the financial trading year so you've got yeah. to then make up that deficit albeit with pokemon with smash with big guns you've got the and big they, guns they are really really big they, they, if you look at the previous and they've got animal crossing we don't we, we don't know when that's coming up. that's a huge seller as yeah, well and then, then they did um, indicate it's probably going to be summer to be honest but well, well, we'll yeah see. they said they indicate the first half of next year so if it comes out okay. in the first quarter then you know by any means that could be something that makes people pick up will it sell an additional x million consoles not in the uk absolutely abroad i think in japan so, it hu- it'd be huge shall already. We all put a number prediction on what we think and then who's closest at the end of the financial year buys lunch buys lunch yeah that's so we'd have to idea, we'd have to buy yeah. mark some sort of just eat or something from uh where yeah, he is around we'll do. cool okay, okay. Yeah. No, no worries yeah to get, get a delivery come around no okay which <sighs> order do you want to guess in then should we say to the nearest million as well yeah so that's, that's right. not my, and none of this tactical hedging your betting let's have proper numbers here guys uh who wait, wants wait, to go should we rock paper scissors to see who goes first that's probably the first i think i'll way. go with that so Shall okay. I? I'll uh, play so off one, two, three, and then go. Oh yeah. crap! I, I don't actually look at you when we're recording, so hold on. Yeah, don't blame Pardon? you. <laughs> What's that? What? Nice. No, so there's what? a B there, by the way. What? Oh, where? <laughs> B. Nice, Mark. One, one. Oh god. Two, two three. three. Pull. Ah, yeah, we I did all did scissors. We didn't say. I we did all did scissors. We all did scissors. That's okay. Weird. Uh, second round. One, two, three, go. <laughs> you pick the order. Then, Last Dan. pick. You pick the order. Oh, you pick the order. Why well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Pete first, then okay. I'm gonna put Mark second, then myself third. Okay. Oh, how sweet! How sweet! So my idea is that they are gonna meet the target. It's gonna be a close run thing, but they'll go over. Um, and I think I'm gonna go for about a convincing. Can I do a half? Can I do like? 21 and a half yeah if you want to do a half why not I'm going to do 21 I'll and a half it. million because I think it's going to be like touch and go but then Christmas will be really bumper and I think there will be like legs and, and maybe there will be so I'm going to say 21 and a half yeah that's what I'm going to but, say because but, we said it's the nearest million is this is the uh, nearest okay. million 22 yeah, yeah well actually then I'll say 22 I'll say 22 Ooh. because like I'll be positive I think that's a li- that's a shade too high I'd think but I'm going to put it on 22 and, and yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going, I think. Very optimistic. Evergreen, I like it. I like it. Come on, Mark. Where are you going for, me? I'm going to, I just think they will creep up to it. I'm and going to go for 21 million nine hundred ninety nine. Sorry, mate. Around. Go on. Go um, on. No, uh, I'd say 18. Ooh, Ooh Okay. 18 million I think I think they'll get close and then Will will be sort of going in the, the months preceding come, but it's an arbitrary figure the 20 million but I, I think they'll sell loads of software but it will be about they'll get to about 18 million for the financial year I mean the, the interesting thing here if I was in your position I'd either go lower I mean you've probably been the most pessimistic talking about it or you can go higher and think Mark's gone too low I like, think it's the difference that anyone online um at us at switch underscore island just to get involved with this conversation because it is super interesting to know what everyone else thinks but i just can't see 
you know, it'd be a big, big ask for even Sony with a first party exclusive, something like Spider-Man now to come out and then sell X amount of consoles. That's not as big as Smash Brothers though, is it? Smash Brothers is massive, but what about the previous games in the year? So what else has been released this year? Like a AAA franchise that would sell consoles to people that haven't bought one already. Give me... Give me three Wait, games. Ha- which do you mean? Uh, so any, anything previously, and we're not including Pokemon or Smash at this point of the year, so anything previous in the financial year from April up until now, what what game has been released that would sell a console? I, I think it's... Because we've sold it's five quite million. Closed, that's a, quite a closed like remit there, because I think there's games that have been released before then, yeah. so a new adopter of a, a console would look back and go, oh my God, and there's these. Yeah. So I think if they're on the fence... Like, even with Smash and Pokemon, they're like, well, what else can I get? And it's like, well, all of this. And that's mm. why I would get... If I was ever thinking of picking up a, a PlayStation or an Xbox, I'd do it at the later part of their life cycle because I've got, like, a plethora mm. of games to play. And yeah, and it's not like I would buy... I, I know um, I haven't necessarily bought a PS4, a, a PlayStation, in the past because of just the game that's come out that month or in, like, the last three months. I'll buy it because of this vast back catalogue um, of... of of games that I know I can jump into. Mm. Um, See, I but think this might be the difference. Um, I think you might be a bit more wanting to stay on the, you know, finger on the pulse. Mm. I think it's just uh, from a, a business perspective, it's just super hard to shift something. And I would, and from personal experience, like people will buy something new with something new attached to it. Like that's why you get early adopters of technology, and then you get people that will pick up further down the line because it does. It's a you know, it's a Rolling Stone gathers moss kind of attitude, yeah. which is what you guys say. Whereas when it comes to a console, there's a reason why you get so many different iterations of certain consoles. It's why you've got a Pokemon one? It's why you've got a Diablo one? It's why you've got a Smash Brothers one coming out? It's to encourage the people that don't have a console. Yeah. Imagine uh, an announcement that there's a new iteration of the switch coming out the current one that's out gets a price cut yeah absolutely completely agree and then bang there should like that would like so maybe not more software but like a, a a significant price cut where it's like maybe the same price but with a couple of games thrown in like a real good deal well they've already they've already uh released info on those um those bundles for mm-hmm. the the holiday period so there's the mario kart one which yeah, is mario yeah. kart still selling incredibly well and mm-hmm. i remember when when there was talk of Mario Kart coming out, I listened to all these other podcasts. There was so much skepticism about whether it would do well at all. And it's like the biggest seller on the system. Mm. I think they're bundling that uh, with the Switch for $299. Uh, or, and, and, and Mario Party, it's Mario Party, sorry, uh, is bundled with it for $299. So you're basically getting Mario Party there for like $20 or something. I still, I and again, this, this, this is unique because Nintendo are in such a position of strength because by no means like it's 5 million, a slouch of a sell for a, a financial at year. This bear, stage, yeah. At this stage, yeah. bearing in mind, they've still got their two biggest hitters. One's just come out and one's about to drop yeah. in, a, in a month's time. So uh, yeah, they're definitely going to sell consoles. My whole point is that uh, are you really going to get Nintendo fans that are waiting for Smash to come out to buy a console? I don't think so. You're going to get people for Pokemon. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Pokemon will be a thing where people go, you know what? I'm going to pick it up for the kids this year. It's $299, the right price point for that entry. I no. think you're getting close to a prediction here then, aren't you? I'm going to say 10 million. <laughs> yeah. You're going to say what? 10 million. Wow, that is like So that's just double what they've just done in the last six months, in yeah. the holiday window. Absolutely. They're going to smash. Right, yeah. yeah. yeah you're barking. You're, you're completely Barking, mental. man. 10 million, but I'll be closer than you guys will. Do you think? Yeah. And I'll double, I will not do a lunch. 
I will, I will home cook a meal for you Ooh. in an apron. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Naked. Naked. Steady on, Mark. Naked, just the apron. Okay. <laughs> I will pay for a night out for both of you and that'll, that'll be our, okay. that's how confident I, mean, I am. I think that the, I think the, um, I will the name my first child. Diddy, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, predictions, like th- they're all very well reasoned. My gut feeling is, I think Mark is probably going to be the closest. I, I am optimistic. I think mm. twenty two. Just pay me now, guys. Just pay me now. It's just interesting <laughs> to see, but I think Mark. My gut feeling is Mark's probably going to be the closest in this. I think. I don't. I've got to think they'll do more than that, Dan. But I don't think it's a negative. Don't get me wrong. Ten million is no slouch, but you've just got to be realistic as well and go the first part of their financial year they were selling games and the console was doing fantastically well to people that already had the console they're bringing out games that are cultured and catered for nintendo fans you are getting the likes of wolfenstein so you're not going to bring an adopter from a playstation or xbox by bringing that out you are getting dark souls you know you are getting these games where they're huge and they're awesome but i don't necessarily think they're system sellers now that we're getting to the point and we're getting to the very sharp edge of the year especially when it comes into financial point you've got pokemon and then you've got smash and i think those two will sell a bucket load of systems I just don't think there's anything after it at the moment. And don't get me wrong, there might be a direct where they turn around and go, ha Dan, your prediction's ruined because Look Animal Crossing this. comes in January. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh. And I'll be like, oh, Metroid's aren't feb or something yeah. stupid. But even <laughs> oh. then, even at that point, it will be close. It will still only be between 10 and 15. I don't think it'll hit the 20 at all. It, uh, it, if Pokemon, that in itself, I think, I think even if Smash wasn't coming out, I think... Pokemon, if, if only Pokemon was coming out at the end of this year, which is like a Wii U release schedule, yeah. um, we, I think we would see, we'd, we'd see them getting plus 10 um, because I think it will, it will sell consoles just on, on the basis of that. And because remember people know they're not just getting Pokemon. Let's go. They're getting the eighth generation Pokemon at the, the end of yeah. 2019. So they've got that to look forward to. Yeah. Plus, they know there's all these other... Really, I think if they drop um, Pokemon now and there's a trailer for, for the eighth one in January or something, that's it. it. They'll just storm it just on the basis of that. And that's not even including I'll, the Smash. I'll kind of like put my final negative spin on it because obviously <laughs> I, I would love for them to sell a bucket load of systems. That's exactly what I'd want them to do. But you're not regarding the average purchaser of a Nintendo console being of a certain age. So you're looking at, yeah, they're going to sell consoles based on what's Animal Crossing your average purchase you know parent out there doesn't care about and doesn't even know about what animal crossing might be they know pokemon is they know what mario is in the in the uk though i think those franchises are bigger in the states yeah completely but even then in the states i still think the likes of animal crossing for maybe teenagers and above yeah but if Mm. you're able to go out and buy let's say in black friday a playstation 4 which is if just the bog standard PlayStation 4 Slim, which is $249.99 with Red Dead included, and you're a teenager, or you're going to pick a Switch with, um, you know, Super Smash Brothers on. 
Like have you, you got that information ready to go? <laughs> what was that? You've been no, like they, well, there's no no reduction on the PlayStation Four Pro at all, but they've got a bundle with three hundred and forty nine pounds ninety nine pence over here with Red Dead in it as well. And it's again, glazed it, over a little bit here. But yeah. I think if you're a parent of a certain <laughs> age child, like you're going to go and buy a Switch for them over a PlayStation. I just don't necessarily think that you're going to grab the teenage market in a way that Nintendo probably have thought. You know, Smash is going to really penetrate that market it's going to go through they're going to buy the switches i just i think it's going to be a really tough ask but i hope i'm okay. proven wrong i do genuinely hope i am Interesting um, to see. can i just quickly run through the other stats really quickly no yeah of course you can okay the, the, these are really cool <laughs> so um in the same six month period since uh, the beginning of this fight on year they did um software sales we're looking at just over 42 million games sold Woo which is a lot of games. They're buying, aren't they, these Switch owners? Yeah, compared to, I think, you know, 2 million sold on the Wii U. I, I, that's that's fake, I made that up. <laughs> which, that, so this this is going to be interesting for you, Dan, based on your prediction. Uh, you know, you were saying last year was really, you know, good because there were these solid AAA games coming out last year. So yeah. 42 million games sold, that's 91% over the same period last year. Whoa. That's hilarious. It's huge. But yep. I suppose you've got a bigger install base, haven't you, at this point of the year? You've got a bigger install base, and people are still buying those evergreen titles. Uh, yeah. Zelda's still selling strong. So is Mario Odyssey. So is Mario Kart. And they're going to keep tracking uh, by the look of things. Are, are they Even bundled like in different that. countries, though? That's what I'm curious over. So is Zelda yeah. still bundled in Japan? I think it was at the start. I think it still was a, a good bundle for Mario Kart, like you said, in the States. So I'm just curious to know whether or not, because it's it's always a little bit deceptive when you see like FIFA 18 is the best selling yeah. PlayStation game. I know a FIFA game always will be, but then it's also bundled in with the majority of, of packs at some point. So mm. true, but it's true. amazing to see uh, it doing so well. I've heard the FIFA 19 is actually much better than FIFA 18 on the switch. Did you look into that guys? Uh, I, I was, I done bought a FIFA game this year because I thought if I bought buy that, I'm just not going to have any time to play anything else. And it's such a time sink. It's great, wonderful games, brilliant. But I think um, no. I mean, to echo what what Mark just said, yeah, like people have been speaking more fondly of it. It seems to be more fleshed out. The graphics need seem to be stronger and more in line with what was like the you know the World Cup kind of expansion thing that came into mm-hmm. FIFA 18. So it does look really good. Um, but no, I didn't drop on it um, mainly because I've got my footy game for now, like, and I'm not that keen on following that franchise. Uh, but it, it does seem to be a much stronger one. Yeah, cool. Uh, I've got one last stat to finish up with. So this is really interesting as well. Digital sales were up seventy two percent over the same period last year. That's because you can't get hold of the physical on day one. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about it in well, a bit. Touch on that. Yeah, yeah. There's some some greedy, greedy, greedy. I'll mention one. Like, even buying Pokemon Let's Go yesterday. Like, I walked into game and the queue was out the door, and that was at lunchtime for that game. For that game, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I went to the, my contact in game, and I said, "Well, how many you know, have you sold?" Many. He was like, "Sold comfortably two hundred." Um, and you said which one sold better I'll get to that in a little bit ah Pikachu uh, yeah, yeah of course Pikachu it did will definitely, yeah. Yeah. drastically outsold the other so um, very interesting so Nintendo president says DLC plan for big games what do we want this is in my head absolutely aimed towards two games Mario Odyssey and Zelda I think Breath of the Wild become they've got to bring out more DLC for that for that, that game that would be huge to me it is like a, as Mark says, they are evergreen games, and I think 
if one of their strategies is to try and get people to buy the console mm-hmm. for their back catalogue of amazing games now, like if they say, and if you get it now, there's a new DLC coming yeah, out for yeah. it, and, and people will be like, ooh, great, they're still supporting this game. Like, I'll, I'll jump in now, get it. For, yeah, I think that could, like, I just push love the, some people over the line. I love the, the, the way they bundled it in with the Prima Strategy Guide as well with Zelda, and it kept the price the same and then bundled that in, which is such a clever way of not reducing down that mm. um, that cost. So, Didn't they, uh, Prima, close down last week, didn't they? Yeah, RIP. Mm. I've still got all the old Final Fantasy guides from them, which are just awesome pieces of artwork, if anything, um, collated yeah. and beautifully written i used to love all those guides they're absolutely yeah. awesome another casualty of the internet i think mm, sad mm. sad sad um oh. what what are you guys hoping to see? i know yeah <laughs> what are you guys hoping to see dlc wise yeah i'd echo that i mean i think there's some big games that have been released quite recently that you, you might also be thinking about but yeah. could you imagine them would they add dlc to pokemon would they add extra gyms and extra like would they ever do that do you think is that something that they could do I don't know with the new 19 game coming out uh, whether or not they, they're putting too much time into this. I think mm-hmm. this is very much just to... This is, like we said before, it's a system seller. So if you're bringing out a game like Pokemon Let's Go, it's a really cool entry point. And then next year, they're doubling mm-hmm. down on like a brand new Maybe, franchise. Yeah. Maybe for the Pokemon 2019 game, yeah, absolutely yeah. makes sense. They take it in a different direction. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right there. I think if anything, they're probably... If they were to akin to how Blizzard handles Overwatch if they were to bring more content out for Splatoon 2 I know we've just recently got the Octo expansion but really go heavier like mm. Splatoon 2.5 or Splatoon 2 Pro or something you know we're just kind of put a battle royale mode in it or whatever it might be that people are doing at the moment and I think that would make perfect financial sense to me I think the likes of Odyssey um, it's crying out for more content and crying yeah, out for I think more Od- Odyssey give up, yeah give us like three or four more worlds or something i'll pay 10 20 quid for that comfortably comfortably pay for it i think they've seen the financial benefit to things like on mobile where they go we've got this install base we can see other people have kind of um can we get a little bit more yeah they've trailblazed like the likes of you know playstation or the 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 independent software houses have come out with dlc that is triple a quality and Mm -hmm. done super well um so why why wouldn't nintendo want to do that what I'd like to see is the real big release that, that came out on the 16th was Civilization VI. Um, I'd be interested to see if, if that's supported with all the DLC that, that, that He's fishing. the PC edition came out. I think that's like a, it's like a two or three year old game, I think that might. Yeah, but if they bring them across to uh, to Switch, that's, that's what I'd like to see. So with Dark Souls and Diablo doing Amiibo, uh, what else will we see and what else do we want to see in tiny plastic form? Uh, I want the Civs from Civilization VI. <laughs> Trajan. I want Peter the Great. I want all them guys. Like, that's what I want. I want all 150 original Pokemon just to annoy, <laughs> annoy any Amiibo collectors, collectors out there. Yeah. I just want someone to bring out like 100 different new Amiibo at once and just shadow drop no, them. Because there's way more than that Pokemon. There's like 800 of them. So have oh, to no, yeah. that, I mean the original 150 mate oh, the I mean, original where they're yeah. actually trying still the OG Hammer on yeah 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 um, I, I don't know uh, what else would I want to see I'm kind of looking at some of the games I like I'd it. like to see some um, Some. I know they uh, they've released like um, some of the indie games like uh, Shovel Knight um, I'd like to see a Hollow Knight one um, I'd like to also see all the nights some of the, the, yeah, any of the nights I'd like nights. to see some of the, ve- the vehicles so there isn't like a Mario Kart one I'd love that or um like the F-Zero, the Blue Falcon or whatever it's called. You all know what it's called, Pete. Yeah, no, that's it. 
that's it. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I think that reminds me of uh, Fox, but yeah, Star Fox. Um, Ooh, oh, Falcon. The, that's right. What about yeah. the Great Fox? You know, the big ship from Star Fox sixty four, Lila Wars, the Great Fox. Like, that is like a. I don't know. I've, I've just 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 just, into just, Star just Star science. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You glazed over. I'd like them to do like a commemorative line of like the famous consoles. Like some, if they could bring out one for like a Game Boy Amiibo and like a, um, like a. You could get one where, just thinking out loud here, you could get one where there's like games pre installed on it already. That's quite clever. Yeah, that'd be quite cool. <laughs> yeah. Or even like if you were to buy that Amiibo or do unlock something on your Switch or it unlock something on the 3DS for you to play. Like, like Spirits in Smash or. Yeah, it's just like, maybe like the best game in, um, <laughs> maybe the best game, best game in theory on the, on the Game Boy and you have to do that and it'd unlock, I don't know. Um, Wario Land or something. Yeah. And if you were to do it on the N64, it would unlock GoldenEye or, you know, just a really clever yeah. way of like, well, these Amiibo are a little bit more expensive. However, imagine like a little N64 Amiibo sat on your desk. That'd be cool as hell. I'd love that. Uh, I, would love that. I would love that too. Anything else? Or is that the best idea? Are we no, going with that we, one? We, um, we've, we've hit oh, it. Yeah, that was good. I like that one. Thank you. So uh, rumours of another direct in November. Do we think it is likely? And what do we want to see? Um, yes, I do think it's likely. I think Nintendo have had a history of having two directs. And I think the we're kind of overdue a little bit more insight into what's coming out in 2019 to kind of wet the whistle, like we were saying before. Um, and bear in mind, like these directs aren't just there to try and bring new adopters in. They're really there for the people that are early adopters and true fans. So I think they'll want to kind of reward people for sticking with them this year and going like yeah thank you for all the the support you know this is what you've gotten in 2019 there's a better look at metroid that's what i would prefer to see they'll double down oh. on christmas yeah. definitely for the first half and then like they'll be sizzle reel like at the end yeah. of like 2019 that's what i reckon they'll shadow drop a couple of games so maybe like the metroid prime collection but they won't want to bring oh, out too much that. We lose, Mark. Well, that's the thing. Oh my God. They always tend to do it is they'll pick a game that isn't similar to their big franchise push at that time. So whereas like they might bring out uh, or shadow drop like a Final Fantasy game when like, I don't know, Splatoon's doing uber well in this instance with Smash about to come around the corner and Pokemon, you know, being there. So we've got a fighting game and an RPG. They might shadow drop like Prime because it is the perfect shooter or shmup. So I don't know. uh, Something along those lines is what I'd like to see. I'd like to something over the holiday season to try and get my uh get my taste buds tingling for 2019 oh there's just yeah I, I, so on that do you think it will be in november or do you think they'll wait until after mash which i think is the 6th of december isn't it so i think it'll be before i think, they wanna, be before? Yeah, I think the hype train's very much going at the moment so i think i want to continue um but what about sakurai saying that this one was the, the the last direct was the last direct before Smash comes out, which is why he wanted to focus. Oh, did he really say that? Oh, that's yeah, he said that. Yeah. So whether or not if he said that, then maybe he implied about Smash. I never trust anything yeah. these guys say anyway because it's it's always paraphrased and it's in different contexts. <laughs> but from his perspective, he might not necessarily know all of the all of the inner workings at Nintendo and if they're going, all right, Sakurai, mate, uh, <laughs> yeah, there is another one coming. Um, you know, because we need to push. This. Like, how many bloody trailers coming out for Smash at the ro- moment? Mm. You move for one every week, and I don't know whether they're fan created or anything anymore. It just like they shadow drop them and then everyone bastardizes them with different music. So oh, I've loved that more recently. It's has so been funny. good, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, that's been funny. The best. Did, 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 they, did they release the... Sorry, go oh, on. Oh, sorry. No, go on. I was saying, did the original drop with no music? Is that why everyone did it? 
No, I think it had its own music, but I think they Did just... It? Yeah, because the BPM of it, and it introduced characters that, like, perfectly on the nose on the BPM. That's why it was so easy to put, like, the Pokemon theme tune over the top of it. And... There was, um... My favourite was Queen's Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, yeah. And it, it fit perfectly, oh. like... Yeah, yeah, it was good. Like, I a, like, like a shooting star, and that's Kirby, like, flying through the sky. And, like, like, it's really cleverly done. It's funny. So, yeah. I've been re- sort of reading all about Sakurai's history with Kirby as well. Like, he, he made the original one. I thought you meant they dated. Game Boy. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> like a power couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they broke yeah, up after the, the birth of their second child. <laughs> Kirby Sonic. wasn't great at first in the marriage. Uh, the demon of drink was there and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, always swallowed. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. <laughs> YouTube for Switch. Are we, are we at all using I it? I knew Dan was going to be the one. I know. I knew it. I can't help yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't anyway, help it. um... No. Uh, okay, yeah, YouTube switch. <laughs> Carry on, mate. No, I, I just hadn't got to me. No, you just, you just ruined the flow there, like the ruined the flow of me dropping yeah. a stealth, dropping a joke in, and then you guys just overreacting like normal. YouTube for switch. So, don't sully my games machine or a useful tool. Um, useful tool. Like you just hop across to it and you can have a look at some stuff on YouTube. But it's not a game changer. It's just something that should be there. I think. Yeah, I think it's nice to have it on there. Um, if they bring out a Netflix app, it really won't bother me to use it on there, mm. just because it's yeah. So it, like, it's just having the option, I guess. And if you don't want it, don't install it. But there'll be people out there who want it, so why not? Yeah, I, it doesn't take a lot of space up on the hard drive. And I did like us all getting tagged in the fact that we were being yeah. on our YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. Uh, thank you. And again, a lot of people were showing off games that uh, aren't, um, yeah. <laughs> aren't actually out on the system. Yeah, oh, Rich was good at that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually brilliant. Um, okay, cool. So Pete, I've heard uh, you've got something that you want to throw our way. I've got as a little game. Oh, Okay, so, how's come um, on, Mark? Without further ado, this is uh, More or Less. More or Less! More or Less is filmed in front of a live B audience. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So uh, what's, the, what's the premise of More or Less, Pete? Come on, prepare so, us, mate. Wet the whistle. The idea behind it is, with Mark having a look at quite a lot of statistical stuff, I thought it'd be quite interesting to play a game of More or Less. So we guess the first statistic... And then I'll give you like a, a statement of something and you've got to say whether it's more or less than the previous number. Okay. Okay. So higher or lower. So uh, anyone that likes Bruce Forsyth, uh, rest, yeah. may, may, may God rest his soul. And uh, this is exactly what we're going to be doing. So uh, are you ready, Mark? I'm going to, I'm going to destroy you here. Or are we, are we doing it as a team? I can't uh, believe when you said Bruce Forsyth, I just saw him like appearing in Smash. Just his chin, <laughs> like his chin smashing. Just like nice to see you, to see you. <laughs> nice. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm ready. I, I think I get it. The, the starting number will come from this. We've been talking about N64. Uh, what is the total number of Nintendo 64 games? I've gone with the North American releases because, oh, okay. like, that was the one which had the statistics that I could find. Uh, how many N64 games uh, had been released in total? Um, and seeing as I think you've been the stat king so far. I am the stat king. How many games do you think were released for the N64 in North America? Released? Yep. 260. Mark? I think somewhere around 600. It is 
296. What up? Oh, it's your boy, no Stat King. Well played. Yeah, 296 N64 that's games. That's not many, is it? In total. Yeah, it, well, it's not as many as you think. No. Um, I thought that as well. Like I was like, when I first saw the statistic, I mean, let's just assume that these are accurate because I haven't told you my source. Um, so, <laughs> so based on that, your last number was 296. Um, so more or less, uh, the total number of sales to date in millions of the PS2. So your Ooh. original number is 296. Do you think the PlayStation 2 has sold more in millions or less in millions than 296? Less. Okay. L- less. Both going for less. Do you want to have a stab with your numbers? So we're you saying, are both right. It is okay. less than So we're saying less than 296 million. So I'm going to guess that the PlayStation 2 sold... Ooh, 90 million. Okay. Mark, you've got any idea? What do you reckon? Yeah, about 110 million. Yeah? Well, you're both right. It was less, but it's a, it's 155 million. Oh, so, which is okay. pretty, pretty impressive. Okay. Mm, um, damn, son. So, more or less, how many Twitter handles has at Smart Twitter used since the beginning of the Switch Island podcast? Mm, <laughs> tough on this. Uh, and that is, is this in million? It's still in million, yeah. It's <laughs> still in million. Uh, I am going to go for less. Okay, Mark, more or less? I mean, it's close, but I'm going to go less. Okay, you're both right. Do you know how many? In millions? In millions? It's 25 million times. <laughs> Uh, I like it uh, I like it so So, is that more or less than the total number of sales of Mario Kart DS 2005 so we're on 25 million yeah more or less hmm go on Mark checking there's been Uh, more or less Mario Kart DS 2005 sales I think it's like you're going for less I'm going for less yeah oh that is this I think it's like just around that. I think it would be less, but I slightly think less. Think I think a game sold 25 million copies. Do you think? I it, think the DS was an incredibly. Yeah, it was popular. It did a really, really well. The oh, it's all right. I'm just playing mind games with you, mate. I think, I think the DS The DS is in like the top three or the top four. No, the DS is, yeah. It's huge, but just yeah. that one game, just, you know. Well, like, you yeah, sure, I Mark? think that. So okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to say less, but yeah, I think it'll be close. You are both. Correct. It did sell less at twenty three point six million. Wow! What did I say? That's huge. Place. Now, do you think? So hold on. Let me just do the math on that. How much was that game roughly? Thirty quid. Yeah, thirty four. And you're quid. saying twenty three million. So that game made six hundred ninety million. <laughs> so how much gross. reckon that game? Yeah, gross. So how much that game made in? In how much would it cost to have devd? Let's just say 100 million. <laughs> okay, let's take away five. 685 million pounds of profit from one game. God, they're making a lot of money. Gross. Okay, so into the finishing stretch now, only a couple more. Uh, do you think there are more or less active Blizzard worldwide World of Warcraft subscriptions in 2015? So your original number is 23.6 million. More. Do you think there are more or less active World of Warcraft subscriptions in 2015, which was the last date that they made them public. That's interesting. Definitely more. More, yeah. So active subscriptions is less. 5.5 million. Really? Oh, wow. I nearly fell off my chair. 
But it's on the downward trend of the game. Yeah. By yeah. 2015, it's been out for ages. Like, yeah, so very true. subscriptions was much lower, which surprised me. I wonder what it peaked at. That would be really interesting to see. I, I didn't look into that. Have you not got that? No, oh. I haven't. Sorry. <laughs> Let's stand again. Sorry, boys. That's <laughs> no, all right. So. We can speculate. Uh, uh, <laughs> we've got the final three now. Oh, go on. After 16 months, how many Nintendo Switches had been sold worldwide? More or less than what those active subscriptions were? We're saying five. So 5.5 million. So after 16 months, how many Switches had been sold worldwide? I'm saying more. And then I'm going to go with something like 20 odd million. I think 22 million. Okay. More, yeah. Yeah. We'll say not. No, actually, no. I'll pause that because we've only just gone past the GameCube which was 21 wasn't it mm. so I'm going to say more and I'm going to go for 11 million okay Mark more or less yeah I think more yeah but are you going to put a number on it you don't have to but... uh, yeah don't have to Mark 20... people think less of you yeah they will they will <laughs> if that's possible um, 23 <laughs> 23 mil it was 20.2 million well done Mark Oh, no, sorry, my mistake. It's 19.6. Yeah. No, 19. not as well done, Mark. Yeah, sorry, mate. No, so let you down. Second to last one. Your last number was 19.6 million. How many bleeding flamingos are there on Dan's wall? Yeah, there's quite a few. Uh, I'm going to go with... Is it more or less than 19.6 million? For the purpose of the exercise, I'm going to go with more. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, it's nice that you've targeted both of us, so I appreciate that. And... Um, <laughs> I uh, would like to, I will say less, but only slightly. Okay. And I, I think somewhere in the region of like 18 million. Okay. It's a good suggestion. I like your reasoning, Mark, but Dan's got it. It's actually more. 30 million bleeding <laughs> flamingos are on the wall. And the final one. So 30 million is your current number. Okay. I want the total sales of Super Mario Bros, the 1985 edition. That's total global sales. Are we just talking on NES? Oh, are we talking? We are talking about Super Mario Bros. 1985. So, uh, any, sales. any, anything, virtual console, anything. Oh, I, I want to say physical. Oh, so that would maybe suggest like, I mean, because it was repacking. I think this is the 1985 edition sales. I don't think it's like. It's not everything that's up until... Okay. Because that, I think, would be even bigger. So, Mark, as soon as you're losing, uh, I think you should go first. What what was the number of flamingos again? So we were on 30 million bleeding flamingos on the wall. (laughs) Do you think there's been more or less of the... It it does make a difference. I think if it's of the... Just the NES physical release, I would say less. But if it's of total software sales across the whole period, I would say more. Yeah, mm. um, I'm going to go yeah. with less because I'm going to believe that Pete's probably got the stats there from when it was released in that 1985 okay. edition with the NES. Mm. And I think it's... Going I'm going to go more because of, of just to be different okay. and say yeah, I think yeah. he's got the stats for the whole the whole uh, history. What would be interesting to see here because when I went through this, I originally thought it was the first one, but the number to me feels too high for that. Okay. So the Super Mario Bros. 1985 sales are down at 40.24 million, oh. which is tricky mm. because it feels like it's too much for the physical sales of that original release, but it feels like it's too low for all the like re-releases and such. So you never know how long the NES yeah, actually that, lived for. Yeah, never, like... and, I, and the NES was very 
popular and i imagine everyone who had a nez like probably had that game it was probably one-to-one wasn't it like oh yeah uh, completely zelda was beginning i think it's interesting i'll do a bit of reading but it'd be interesting to see that's really really super yeah yeah come back to us come back to us on stats time next uh next episode did you enjoy your game i enjoyed the game what was it called again it was more or less let's play (laughs) more or less more or less more or less is filmed in front of a live b audience yeah, I enjoyed that. That was a good game. I enjoyed it. Good hustle, Pete. Good one, Pete. I know. Yeah, I know. Nice wonderful one, hustle. Ah. So, um, it, well, we're kind of going through the, you know, the, the theme tunes. Let's uh, let's switch it up. Oh, switch it up. Do you like that one? good yeah it's classic that was it was a good classic, one that one yeah. a bit of a spin on that one for you slowed it down just slightly yeah gave no, a bit of a groove yeah something to make love to okay so switch up um interestingly lads interestingly day one purchase for all three of us uh first time yeah, yeah, yeah. first time uh civ six no uh, so diablo three uh came out what date what was it when, Ooh, when did uh, it come out? E. It was early. It was in, early in, in the month. In this month. Was it like the sixth? Sex, second, I think. Second. Okay. So I think so. We're gonna um, kinda we're gonna talk about Diablo. I just put in like I'm a li- I was a little bit apprehensive because I think Monster Hunter was one I got behind and it, it kind of it was like a semi hit, semi miss thing. Yeah. This one I think I'd put my name to again, so I was interested to see how it would impact with you. So no, you absolutely you did. Think. And I think, well, I had trouble first of all. I didn't pre-order. I didn't buy digitally. I was trying to find a physical copy. So I, I do what I usually do and work on, a. I think, a Friday. It came out and trotted down to my local game and went in. And the guy, they said they had 30 copies of the Switch um, Switch release and all had sold out before 11 o'clock in the morning. And he said, like, nobody had pre-ordered. They just all sold. And he was like, yeah, it sold super, super quick. And so we've got a couple of copies coming in tomorrow. You went to the same game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they, many did they buy in? Uh, they got 12 in and they'd sold eight by the time I walked in, which was at maybe quarter past 10. So that that's pretty fast. But they're not getting many in of it on stock, but they're selling yeah. them very, very mm-hmm. quickly. So I went to, I had to go to game in Bootle. And just if anyone doesn't know what Bootle is, it's the Liverpool equivalent of Mordor. So I walked into game in Bootle. And, uh, it's not, but you know. That's fine. Just donning my mask just in case I saw anyone I knew. Nipped into game, picked up the game and then walked out. And, um, yeah, man, nice they had it. one copy. So we tweeted at them and they were like, yeah, we got one copy there. I was like, I will be there super quick. Didn't put on any underwear, just straight on jeans. <laughs> A uh, bit of friction. Got down there, picked it up. Wonderful. Um, this is possibly, I'm going to kind of start putting out there, possibly the best third party game I've played on a console. Not just, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say on a console in the last 12 months. Wow. What, you, no, you, first party though? Or, se- you know, sorry, second party. So, yeah, like, third party, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, in terms of... Not, not indie, sorry. No, yeah. no, no, not including any indie games. Yeah. Very much third party. So, um, you know, in terms of I'm having more fun with this than I did with the likes of Octopath. I'm having more fun with this than I did with Monster Hunter. You know, this really is a game that's gripped me. Um I'm, I played it a hell of a lot more than you guys have at the moment. Oh, Pete, yeah, I know you've yeah. played it a hell of a lot more than both of us have put together in, in its entirety on all the consoles. Yeah. But oh, Mark, I'm, I'm interested to hear first off because you've been playing it just you and Christine, haven't you? So, what, how, yeah, how and do there's you a couple of things it? actually uh, that are interesting about that because you, um, 
uh, like initially I was playing it like online, but with Christine and I, not realizing that you could turn that off and just play it uh, without the online features and the online features when you're playing it like that, um, it will give you like loot can come in from in the mailbox from other yeah. from like your friends and stuff. So I think we've like been trading bits and pieces of armor and shield, you know, uh, swords and stuff, which is cool because you get like legendary stuff. Um, but also you'll occasionally like meet an enemy where some, this is the enemy that killed Dan, for instance, and you're fighting the enemy that killed Wardy. Um, which is mm. quite, quite fun. And it, it, it feels more like a living, breathing world like that. No. Um, but when I am playing online and you guys try and join our separate adventure with the two of us, because Christine doesn't have a, uh, switch online account it just breaks the whole thing because it asks us to then it jumps us out to this menu where uh, a, a pop-up appears that asks for her to log in online and the whole thing just crashes it just goes into like this endless loop of pop-ups and then we have to just shut down the whole game okay. uh, but yesterday i found out how to you can just play it by turning off the online functionality and just play it uh, locally uh, co-op which is it's, it's, it's really good um it was very smooth Works really well. I mean, as we were saying before the show, there's a little bit of confusion because sometimes there's loads of enemies uh, on the same page. We're both characters. Christine's playing with the necromancer and I'm the demon hunter. Okay. And we've got quite a lot of... Um, we're not very, like, melee. We're not just there with, like, a sword. Uh, there's, like, lots of projectiles flying around. Nothing wrong with that? Mm. Nothing wrong with that at all. And it, it's great fun. It's it's a relatively sort of, um, sort of mindless gaming experience, I think. I think you can be really tired and just just sit back and just play through and just crunch through. And then um, one of the annoying things playing at co-op is doing the whole loot changing. You know, you jump mm. into the menu to like switch all your items and change your skills. Doing that with another person is really frustrating because you've got to wait. Uh, you're just waiting for them to do it. So it, it does, it would benefit from having two switches to be able to do that I think. Or, or playing it online, obviously. And when you're playing it online and someone's doing that, they're just standing there and you're like, well, what are they doing? Could, is it broken? Could I just yep. check? Is it wanting her to have a paid? Yes, exactly. Account? Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, make much sense. That really, if you're on the same switch. But I imagine. Yeah, but it's because it's account account based, account, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but they're still, you think there'd still be a workaround for that? As in, just if if you are playing on, I know, and again, I'm I'm kind of this is where I've, I was frustrated with Mario Pie, where you can't play that online with other people. You, you That's a real like, shame, actually. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It's just yeah. a common sense. I, again, I don't know what the dev times are for things like this, so I can't really comment on the financial ability to do it, but it's Blizzard. You know, you kind of assume with Diablo that they would account for this. It's kind of the, the Blizzard touch to let things run so smoothly that you don't really notice mm. it. Um, I mean, essentially, if you've got that account, though, it is smooth as a nut. Like, we, oh, yeah. We were, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been ju- oh, yeah. jumping in yeah. and out of games oh, we, together. Like, we'll get into the positives in a second. The only other negative, I've crashed it a couple of times. Um, and, in the same and, way, and if Christine had an account, it would be it'd be smooth. If I bought a family account then and added her, we just didn't. I didn't think it was going to be necessary at all. Um, I didn't know it was going to be necessary for Diablo 3. Yeah. Mm. I was just saying, so I, I've crashed it twice just by... Um, so just putting into sleep mode on the console, putting the console in the dark and then picking it up the next day, you know, after it's charged and then going back into it. And it's almost like it's responsive, but the character won't move. And I'm like, all oh, right, okay. It's mm. happened twice. So mm. for something so slick and bearing in mind, this is how old the game? 
Oh, it's it's old. Like it's like is it seven? Yeah, six, seven, seven year, six, six, seven year old game. I'm I'm kind of like yeah, I'll allow it. You know, for one or two crashes, which I probably get from most they'll, AAA they'll, games. Yeah, at some they'll point. never leave it though. Like they'll oh, yeah. they'll work on that. It's um like yeah, it's something that is a bit of a labor of love as well with all Blizzard games. Like they they try and make them the best edition, and the the edition we are playing is like a culmination of years of work crafting and changing mm. that game. So they've added seasons, they've got so, rid of auction houses, they, like, they've it's done things. probably worth it because you're probably the, you know, the most seasoned with it, but can you explain what this game is at its core? Like what do you do? What's the kind of, what's it's, the the, it, loop, the loop? Yeah, so essentially it's it's a loot em up. Yes. Yeah. A, 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 a loot em up. So it's a loot, a loot em up. Um, I'm sure I bought one of them the other day from Ikea. A loot em up. There's like a, an isometric ca- a camera, you traverse around the world, you do story mode, which is quite a good story, I think. It's like just a basic good versus evil with humanity yeah. in the middle. Um, and then once you've completed the story mode, you tend to go to adventure mode, where you replay maps and areas, but they have different spawning enemies, different objectives. You complete those objectives to get more loot, and the loop is essentially trying to find ways to get more loot for your character to constantly level your character up first through actual levels, but then through paragon levels where you can customize your character better. Um, the so better you at get that with, point, what level are we all on? Uh, so 70 is where you get paragon. So levels. yeah, you're, you're on which level? Uh, I'm 61 with my necro. At so the that's moment. 61 level. Yeah. But not, at no, I haven't touched paragon yet because I haven't hit 70. How about you, Mark? Uh, I think I'm on 48. 48, that's cute. So I'm, I'm level 70. <laughs> that's cute. I'm Paragon yeah. level 64. Wow. Okay, you're flying. So I played 38 yeah. hours of the game. <laughs> wow, you've, wow, wow, that's good. Um, wow. You know what? Really Crikey. interesting as well. It is it it is that loop that you were saying, that loop. Mm. Carry on, mate. Sorry, I've interrupted you. Oh, no, Carry no, on. go on. Because like, like, this is clearly... This is the first time you've played it. You're getting properly into it. What well, it you actually you? fucked up the experience for me. So for the people oh, at we home, started in yeah, you put me in adventure yeah. mode, and yeah. I didn't realize there was a campaign. So at all in adventure mode, you just have all of the maps open, all the acts open, the chapters. So you can go to any of the hubs and then go and fight any of the bounties and mm. basically kill the bosses in any order you want. Mm. So I was kind of going through act by act, going right, okay, well this is a very weird game, you know, <laughs> kind of smashing out the bounties and just going through every, like literally every single stage completing it and moving on and it must have taken about 20 hours and i got to level 70 quite comfortably through that and got some great gear yeah, yeah. and at the end i was going it's so weird that it's just a very i was like it's very very environmental story very sparse <laughs> very like and then I, I click out and realize and i see campaign i was like fucking pete man like Jesus. every time it does this and i went straight into the campaign and i was like oh do i really want to play it I'm absolutely enthralled yeah. now. If anything, I think it was a better way of playing it. Well, your character's now, more fleshed out and powerful so well, you can play the game. But the gear now that I'm getting, because I think one of the things that um, Diablo does absolutely brilliantly is level selection is one of the biggest dynamics yeah. of it. So you can go in it's that game. as well. Yeah, it's dynamic. So you pick like normal and you go in there and you, you, won't, you won't get challenged. Like you're saying, Mark, it's very... Um, it's very... Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. Not monotonous, but well, you it's... you can zone out to it. Yeah, almost. yeah, it's just, just a simple kind of... Okay, that's very automated. Kind of, it reminds me of Guild Wars to some extent when you were very high level and you could just kind of like one... You could tap a couple of buttons and like wipe Gauntlet. out. Do you, do you remember Gauntlet? Did you ever play Gauntlet games, Mark, on like N64 and that? Yeah, I do remember Gauntlets. Yeah. No, I, I didn't, but yeah. yeah. But it reminds me of that kind of loop. And then I think if you get... 
what what I'd recommend anyone do is jump out of your main game, go into the uh, the uh, challenge selection. Once you get a bit of good gear, try torment out because it's not as I difficult as what you think. Something called torment automatically, you're probably going to go, Christ! I do not want to play yeah, that. There, there's like twenty. There isn't just one level of, of tor- torment. There's thirteen levels of torment. <laughs> yeah, someone, I'm on it level. It sounds like um something from Dan- Dante. You know, yeah, like yeah. Does, yeah. The thirteen levels of torment. I'm on level. I want to say level eight or level nine of torment, and it's still relatively oh, wow. easy for me. I get killed now and again, but it's still that kind of. It's it's, it's enough of a challenge. Where you have to think about where you're placing your character, moving off areas of the ground that have yeah. become toxic or on fire. And then there's those um, Nephilim challenges where... I love um, them. I love I love dropping in on those. You can set the score of that again mm. to so the, the highest challenge level and then there's levels within the Nephilim challenges. So yeah, you so can you can get like greater rift yeah, and yeah. you can uh, That's enhance that rift as well. Yeah, like, yeah. But it's super, super tricky as in some parts like the... What again? Another obtuse part that I think we found is I was trying to use a greater key in that oh, to like I unlock. I didn't have it. Yet. Yeah, yeah, but you couldn't get in there because you either didn't have a key or the level was too high. Yeah, and I was like, well, it doesn't tell me that. Tell yeah, me yeah. maybe. But again, if you're a seasoned player and you haven't just jumped into adventure mode <laughs> and then jumped and then got to the end game, you're like, well, mm. this is strange. But one thing that, that, that we haven't even touched on two of probably the most um, time-consuming modes. There's um, like a hardcore mode with the same level of difficulty settings, but with permadeath for your character. So you make your character and you try and traverse it. And your selection of difficulty then is crucial. Yeah. Um, So you've got to know your character really well. You've got to know your build. You've got to know what gear you're hunting for. Because if you die once, over and it's like yeah. it's a really addictive mode it really is and then you're running from any so you'd never probably run from a fight as you're playing at the moment no not at all because you can get into that kind of almost like relaxing into it this is just a bit of fun but at the moment you put it onto that hardcore core mode you are like sizing up the the horde that's coming towards you it's like what yeah, are my chances yeah. Pick them you one are or two pegging off. it like yeah, if you need yeah. to and then if like you're like, oh, I can do this on torment, and then like one boss drops that's maybe one that killed Mark, killer of Smark drops in, like and you're which like, is hilarious when it happens, and then yeah. you're like, oh my god, this could actually kill me, yeah, and you yeah. are like fighting it, trying to hold the line, like oh, it's really addictive that, and there's also seasons hmm. where you can only play with characters competing for this particular season, yeah, so your character lives through the season. Um, you build it and you try to um, get as far through the rifts as you can to get the best stats and it's on a big leaderboard so there's two areas there that we haven't even touched which you're going to love if you if you, if you you stick at it I love the idea of it and I think this is where I was trying to tease both of you or certainly tease you Pete at one point <laughs> where I was going well uh, you know I might trade this game in I get £35 guarantee credit if I trade it in before the 16th I could put it towards Pokemon but I was nowhere near going to actually trade it mm. I was playing it and I was in bed and it's one of these games where it's so easy just to pick up play yeah. for half You'll an hour always come back to it. and then you you don't feel obliged to continue playing but it's one of those games because the loop's so addictive like the thing i'm in at the moment where i'm jumping into nephilim rifts i'm kind of going through the campaign still bit by bit whenever you come online or mark comes online i'm like right i'll follow you guys and like do something that you guys are doing but the biggest loop i've got is i've got some great high level gear Mm. like swapping out the stats in it and like trying to like um what's it called what's it called it's not modifications uh uh, it's called <laughs> modern community modern community well, me, me being a modder you know obviously I'm interested like in that it. but it's it's making sure that the jewels that you can fit into the sockets in certain yeah. gear to give a certain buff 
um, you know, are, are the highest they could possibly like be and affording them and then being able to get, I don't know, like if you, you really like a specific um, like attack move that like I've got, um, I can't remember that. I use the hammer attacks a lot with my crusader. Hammer of justice. And like heaven, uh, hammer of justice. And then I can't it? remember the other one, but basically it's just a whirlwind of hammers around you. <laughs> but trying to find gear that has that buff will mean that even if you get a higher piece of gear, that maybe has a bit, even like a shield that has a higher shield. It doesn't have that stat. It doesn't have that buff and therefore you won't get the extra 10, 12% damage from, and that's where the loop is and it's working out the percentages and going, Christ, well, if I do this, this and this, I'm almost untouchable and I love that idea. And then it's like, right, I've got him how I really want him. I can go through these harder levels with him. I wonder what it's like playing a demon hunter and then the loop begins again because yeah, you start yeah. with it mm. and you're like wow that's really good my crusader couldn't do that yeah. oh this is completely different to this and then you start pushing the the maximums on that as well well i think that's where like you and i will differ on this and this is where it's the first game that's ever me got ever got me gear hungry um when oh, you, yeah, talked you about don't Monster normally Hunter. like that no do you? I, I didn't like i don't enjoy that kind of loop but with this i'm absolutely well my crusade will be my world and i will need to make sure that yeah. i, I gear him up to death so that when we're all on like the final torment level and we're all going for Diablo himself that I am ready for it and then you guys are casting your moves and going off and I'm right bang in the middle right up front with my my hammers flying around me like a slightly slightly weaker Thor Um, beautiful but I'm thoroughly enjoying it super crazy game Um, 38 hours in uh, you know so it's it's really really gripped me Um, I don't know about yourself Mark you seem the quietest I think out of the three of us just don't get a word in edgeways, guys. Sorry. Just, <laughs> not in a bad way. Great hearing a lot of enthusiasm. And it was funny when you mentioned that you were going to sell it. I mean, obviously, Pete and I, we don't, you know, we know you're mental. And, you know, one day you might just go, right, I'm selling the Switch and everything. Done. Ah, that would never it, happen. It's been fun, guys. Although, yeah, I, although I am probably going to buy a PlayStation 4 Pro again at don't some point this week. Don't do it. No, it's got to happen. It has to happen. But go on. Yeah, I would never sell the Switch. Switch isn't going anywhere unless the Switch yeah. Pro came out. Mm. oh yeah obviously then. obviously yeah. obs um obs. Come on, Mark. big obs. obs no i mean I, I i do like it i probably not at the same level of enthusiasm as you guys yet but um i found that uh yeah just just a relatively mindless aspect of it and occasionally we've been getting lost in certain areas so we've had a little mm. bit of frustration with it. but uh, apart from that I, it's really fun and great fun to play co-op i'm really enjoying the whole environment and changing different skill sets and changing different armor to to um you know, increase the character's ability and stuff, but um, it just, it, it's weird to me. It feels like there's just something slightly missing from it. It's, it's mm. a bit like um, how people complained about Breath of the Wild, not having um, these like really intricate dungeons. Um, I don't know what's missing from Diablo 3 for me, but it just, there's that sort of you do need to get to mystery end game. element. Yeah, yeah you, maybe. Because I'm only wearing we're, um, that will help you. I yeah, because I... we're like on the second act at the moment and we, I'm keeping it fairly pure, playing it with Christine for the time being. But obviously once we finish the campaign, mm-hmm. I'll jump into some of the season events and you, stuff with you, you guys. You can see it like the campaign's the tutorial, I think. You can see it like that and then the okay. wheels come off and you can get into this depth of planning like Dan's talking about. I think from okay. your side as well, Mark, you've come off some very challenging games. And I think yeah, if you if you haven't got Diablo at the right setting, and it can be a bit tricky, I think, if you're playing co-op, because I wouldn't play this in torment mode with Soph next to me. I'd be very much playing this in a, a soft and easy, let's you know zone out for an hour. There's nothing really on Netflix that we want to watch. Let's stick this on. So I think from your side, it's if you were to find that that um, that sweet spot, 
then it might help a little bit. But yeah, I can kind of see what you meant because at first, within the first, I'd say five hours, I was like, I'm not really feeling this. And that £35 trading credit was probably singing at me at that point. However, when I kind of pushed through and got to, you know, some of the more challenging aspects of it, I was like, this is a legitimately well-balanced machine of a game. You know, it's, it's maybe not as outright, the narrative is, is, is what it is. It's not really brilliant it's not me it's not cinematics are cool cinematics are really cool and it gives you enough some of the some of the voice acting is hilarious it's like really overwrought and like it's like darkest dungeon yeah 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 Yeah. but i'm enjoying it um i'll kind of are you happy to leave diablo 3 there i think we're probably going to be jumping into it yeah no i think we can leave it there yeah um i'll kind of touch on the biggest release that came out yesterday civilization sick now uh so <laughs> well, po- for me it is but you know, for you absolutely um so English. yesterday pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee came out as mm. did um civilization six so pete and i have kind of been tongue-in-cheek going back and forward on twitter of who, who who's had the biggest release yeah. um i'm going to be brutally honest i played pokemon let's go pikachu for about an hour um, I played loads of 3DS, different games, different Ruby versions, Sapphire, Pokemon Red, Blue, Fire Red, Blue, Diamond, you, you name it, Yellow. I love Pokemon. I've always been a, a huge, huge fan of this. I'm struggling with Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, the reason I am, it's because this isn't a game that's targeted towards me. Uh, this is very much a game that is targeted towards new adopters who have never played a, a Pokemon franchise before. Albeit I'm only an hour in, nostalgia might grip me at some points, but... I've played this game, I want to say seven or eight times now in its entirety. Um, wow. In terms of, you know, Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Yellow and Pokemon Green, Pokemon Green. And even now I'm starting to get a little bit pissed off with the lack of attention to detail that they've put into it. So it's still um, very vacant worlds. And I know you're never really going to play a Pokemon game. Well, hopefully the 2019 new game is going to be a lot more in depth, but I can't I can't continue to let development companies albeit as big as Game Freak off the hook with something as simple as you can't use a pro controller with this game um, another one is that you, your button presses whenever a bit of text comes up aren't very responsive like I don't feel like I'm interacting with this as a game I feel like I'm just going through the motions of a very simplistic story so I think if you've got a very nostalgic opinion of Pokemon you haven't played it before for you know let's say five ten years you you know you haven't been playing all the other adoption uh, other versions of it um you know the more technical versions of this game um then it absolutely might be the right game for you on switch you know i'm surprised that it is going to be such a massive system seller i do believe a lot of the reviews out there are a little bit disingenuous notably the one at ign's been reviewed by i think it's miranda sanchez huge pokemon fan absolutely loves pokemon to bits and i think they're looking at it with very much um I can never remember the term of this. Um, Ro- roasting the goggles. Yeah, thank you. Roasting the goggles. And it is just a case of this game. It's, it's very, or it's super, super, super lovely, cute. It's, it's an absolute gorgeous looking game. The art style is really cool. And it's, it's certainly like a, just an updated version of that classic game, but I, I can't really justify 90 quid, including the Pokeball plus for something where you're going to run around. And the novelty factor for you is, uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to be able to watch how a, a Snorlax might run alongside me. I think for me, the, the grab of this game and for all Pokemon games is building my team and leveling them up and yeah. like 
once you've got your your team of Pokemon, like that that's the thing, like micromanaging that and leveling them up and all that. that that's what I really like. But it seems like a lot of the effort's been put towards the movement around and the capturing of the Pokemon rather yeah, than... Yeah, definitely. So I think the focus where they've doubled down on is a bit of a worry for me. But of course, I, I opted not to buy this yet. Like, that, well, that was the thing. It pisses me off slightly because the level of detail in Monster Hunter World when I was playing it on the PlayStation. So, because it's a similar premise, you can see the monster in the wild. You know that you can go over there and, all right, you're not catching it with a Pokeball. You know, you're very much beating the shit out of it. It's a bit different. But the way they move and the detail in that game was that they had their own routine and they had their own like, well, they might have a nest or they might have, you know, might have um, kids that they go back to and they look after. And if anything comes within their territory, they're very aggressive or the level of detail in that game, which is ostensibly the same kind of mechanic as a Pokemon game. Whereas it was Pokemon let's go, I should say. So in this, I've just got a Pidgey and an Oji just sat in grass, chilling out, not doing anything. And like, that's, it's great, but you, it's a triple A game. I'm sorry, but it's 2018 going into 2019. Please give me a little bit more than that. Um, show a bit more respect to some of the people that have been playing these games for so long and don't just do a, a like for like um, master version of it. So I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm going to obviously complete, complete it and play this game into its full entirety. I do want to review this game as well and hopefully give it a little bit more of an honest opinion and try and be as um, balanced as it can be. But I mean, can can you play online against, say, Mark? Or I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, It'd be interesting because I imagine like I'm quite looking forward. Sorry, just to porting yeah, over sorry, my Pokemon from let uh, from uh, the app from Pokemon. Let's yeah, uh, is, is that Go. live yet? That feature? I don't know. I think it went live when the game went live, so you can right. port them over straight away. But again, <laughs> once that novelty is worn off, I'm just kind of well. I can't move them back onto Pokemon Go, and I enjoy Pokemon Go more than this. So at the moment, mm-hmm. anyway. So we'll see. I'm only a, a couple of hours in, so I'll give it a little bit more time out of respect, but. Um, I think this might be a very quick trading um, oh, at the way I'm really? feeling at the yeah. moment. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a bit of a shame, mate. Yeah, it's, just, it's superficial. It's lovely and it's very cute and it's great and the cinematic parts are brilliant and Pikachu's gorgeous as normal and doing all of its usual stuff and it's very cute, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, um, I think that, again, it is superficial. It does wear off and when you are very into the... When you're playing something like Diablo, which is so, it's so much respect for the player... Um, this just seems like a quick, quick book before the next iteration comes out, which I'm a bit. I mean, bit I, I was with. in the position of like, I, I love strategy games. Um, I, I've said before that I think I'm on over 900 hours now on Rome to Total War. Yeah, like that, that, like those kind of strategy games. Just I love them; they're brilliant, and I just keep replaying them in different ways to see what will happen. Mm. So I was sitting there with like Pokemon in one hand, uh, Civilization in the other. And I was like, which one am I probably going to be yeah. playing for the lifespan mm-hmm. of this console? Which is the one? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be Civ. So yeah, yeah. I put that one back. Um, I kept Pokemon on the shelf and picked up Civilization. And I think I was, I think, I feel like I've made the right choice now. Like, just everything about Civilization 6 is what I wanted it to be. Um, but. I don't know. I I'm, I mean, I still think it look, like Pokemon still looks like a charming game. Like it's it's something that I imagine I will buy in the I future. Think in games, and uh, stop me if I'm wrong from your your experiences because it might be completely different. You play different games to what I do, but within the first 
half an hour of a game okay you're going through the usual narrative stuff but the game usually introduces you to its its killer app you know it's usp this is what we're going to do for the next 20 30 40 50 hours that you're going to absolutely love which means you're going to champion this game and this game's going to be going to buy dlc for this game you're going to invest in this game within 20 minutes of this game uh, it's telling me how to uh, you know one of the very first mechanics okay you're catching a pokemon which is really fun great intuitive brilliant i'll try that out more i haven't tried the actual pokeball plus yet but intuitive that's great the next mechanic it showed me was how to scratch pikachu on the head and i was like oh, man like you've got you've got more than that like i've seen on 3ds games pokemon games you've got more in the tank than showing me how to put a costume on pikachu and then i was just like had the realization that yeah this is just a charming game that isn't aimed towards me anymore this is aimed towards people that want to you know get their kids into pokemon and go oh yeah mm-hmm. i loved pokemon when i was younger this is just the same game rehashed with better graphics on a better console mm. so debatably better console um so i don't know it's it's disappointing in some way i thought there'd be more to it more substance but we'll see as i go further on if i'm interested to see what mark thinks about all this i mean you you're not allowed to buy civ 6 are you because you ended up in rehab after you you last got it um mm-hmm. are you close to getting pokemon um, I'm thinking about it. I've always been a bit skeptical of it because I knew it was a bit of a side project and it's not one of the, like the core generation, it, it, you know, as Dan's been saying, it's a, um, it's a, it's a glossed up remake of the, you know, of the original, you know, red or, or yellow, for instance. And it, um, it all looks very pretty and it looks like it's trying to guide the, you know, the, the billion people or whatever who played, um pokemon go on, on all their phones and are still in in huge numbers and that's still a huge uh, revenue earner for nintendo so i totally get why they've done this as a um as a, as a sort of way of earning lots of money basically it's a bit of a cash cow like dan was saying so i've always been a little bit skeptical of it but watching some of the videos of it i do think it does look incredibly charming and recently i've sort of le- leaning more to some more relaxing gameplay experiences. Hmm. So, after Darkest Dungeon and yeah, after Hollow Darkest Dungeon and, and Sword and Sanctuary and, and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there were some pretty brutal games there. So I've lent a little bit, as I'll talk a bit more in in a bit. But this game, the, the, the feeling of just sort of running around the, the the Pokemon world, catching, and I was always more of a fan of the catching um, element than the um, the fighting with the Pokemon. Yeah, and but I, I also wonder if the I, I'm, I'm undecided on being able to see the, the Pokemon before, uh, you know, is is good or bad because there was something I quite liked about the mystery. There was a bit of a mystique entering an environment, thinking, right. And actually, a question for you, Dan. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but mm. if there is a Pidgey like wandering around in the grass, you know, that's not all that's in the grass. So, do other uh, Pokemon pop up like from time to time, and then they're only there for a certain window? Or is the grass is what you're, is the Pokemon you're seeing all that's going to be in that environment? But to be completely frank, mate, because I've only played it for an hour yeah. and I've only done the part. And again, we all know this journey where you go to pick up a parcel, Professor Oak, and bring it back. Um, I've only seen I've seen Pokemon doing like different routines in the grass because you have to physically touch them to start or enter the the loop of catching one. Um, okay. But I've not seen anything that I've caught then reappear, so you can farm them. I've not seen anything okay. where you can, um, I don't know, let, let's just say you're, you're walking around, then all of a sudden a Rhyhorn appears. I've not seen that either. Yeah, that, that, that's what I want, you see. Uh, and, you know, um, 
obviously, you know, you haven't done your research here, so yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, no, I was, <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say um, it would be cool if it, it's more interesting to me if you, you know you enter like a forest zone or whatever, and then you see a Pokemon, it just disappears, yeah, and, and then it then pops up somewhere else, and you've got to like ch- ch- chase it or something. I don't just want to enter the forest and all the Pokemon it's possible to chill out for it yeah, are yes. there just visibly chilling out. So if that is the case, I really am not interested because I like the element that's in Pokemon Go where you don't know what's going to be in an environment on a certain day or a certain weather pattern or whatever. Yeah. And that's kind of more what I'm interested in the game. Well, Pokemon Go is fantastic because you do get these community events as well where certain yeah. Pokemon will appear, you know, but a lot more than others. And, you know, you get the ability to kind of draw them in um, with like, you know, purchasable, um, I can't remember the name of the bloody things, but where it sends like a beacon out, you know, to try and pull Pokemon towards you. Um, you know, it, Pokemon Go... Yeah, just, I know what you mean. Those... Yeah. Um, there's like lures. Yeah, the lures. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got gyms, you've got people, you know, yeah. walking. And then there's the the, the the aesthetic of seeing people actually playing it around gyms. Oh, you it's know. A, it's a, when that game first came out, Pokemon Go, and just like wandering around the streets with loads of other people and I just do. meeting it's, up. It's still the same it, in it was, Liverpool. Yeah, it's still the same in you Liverpool. You still see it. I'm, yeah, I'm based in Liverpool. the financial district in Liverpool, and there's like a gym about two minutes away. Thank you. Carry on, mate. Um, of course I am. Um, and then, you know, the butler sees me out at the, the house and then we walk down to the, the financial district. Just get him to, have you just got him catching the Pokemon for you? Yeah, uh, no. Can no, I talk no. to him? You might have some more answers for Hold on. Carry on. <laughs> Hello. Um, and you'll see like 20 or 30 uh, women and men in suits, like all okay, like, gathered yeah. with their butlers, gathered around like the gym, trying to like bring down one of these legendary Pokemon and, you know, on these raids and stuff. And you think, well, all that seems super cool. It just seems a little bit of a step back with that technology with Let's Go. And again, like I might be completely off the mark. I'll, try, I'll definitely play off the mark, off the smart. Well, I'll play for another like, two things... or three hours and then I'll, I'll come back to you. Yeah, come back to me, man. I want more info. Um, one of the things I, I had thought that Pokemon Let's Go was going to have, and I think, it's, I think it still does it, is... There are certain like master uh, trainers in the game that you have to bring a certain Pokemon to. You can only fight with that Pokemon with that trainer, and apparently they're incredibly difficult. And I think one of the things that I'd, I'd thought you would be able to do is is go out and find Pokemon with Pokemon Go, and then bring them into Let's Go to assemble like a better team yeah. to use with that one Pokemon to like challenge these monsters. Because I, I like the thought of that is like going from walking around the real world in your suits in the financial district or mm. you know even if you you know even if you're not um you're just in a garden somewhere or a park or eating a sandwich or in your in your mate's garden or trespassing yeah. um or in a supermarket wherever you, wherever you happen to be you can collect your pokemon yeah and then find some exciting ones bring them into the game and then d- deploy them for these these battle scenarios i think that would be kind of really exciting and i hope that the game is that but uh, it'll be interesting to know over coming weeks when we talk more yeah i'd be super keen to see it kind of develop more and i, th- I think it's where i'm tentative to bring the, the pokemon i have caught in pokemon go over to let's go because my understanding is you can't then port them back so i'm like well if i port them over i still see more benefit in having them on the app than i do uh, okay. within let's go and if i'm not enjoying let's go as much as pokemon go this can bloody confusing um you know it gets to the point yeah. where i'm like well you know where would i where where do i want to have my squad because i'm like level 25 26 now on pokemon go which is no slouch you know i've caught good pokemon there and i've been to different countries and like 
the missus and I, whenever we're in a different country, we'll love like firing up Pokemon Go on the phones and trying to catch something in Barcelona or, or you get gifts it's, from like... There's every few weeks, by the way, listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. second homes, you know, third homes, yeah. fourth homes. On, um, on your yacht. <laughs> all, the, all the tax you guys pay basically pays for my <laughs> homes. That's pretty much all that the, uh, the income tax is. I, I am Brexit. Um, in fact, you know what? I'll take that out of the way. After yeah. this week, I'm definitely taking that away. Um, yeah, other than that, the only other niggle that I've got, and I'm sorry for anyone if he was really lovely in this game, you know, you complete on your own, you've got no taste whatsoever. Is niggle not a Pokemon? Sorry. I think it was, sorry. to be honest. Was sure. it? it could have been. I think there's a niggle and a wiggle. Niggle. Yeah, it evolves there's Twiggle. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes to Twiggle, which is the Twig-based Pokemon, which is in the Twig group of Pokemon, uh, which is beaten so only by fire. How many niggles have you got? Um, quite a few, mate. No, I'm getting quite old. Especially one in my lower back seems to be whenever. Anyway, the only other gripe I've got is you can only use one of the Joy Cons to play. Crap. I know. Sorry. Uh, you can only use oh, one of the Joy Cons to like play. Like... Pack it in you. Oh, really? Sorry, yeah, mate. You can only Sorry. use one of them. So, like, if you're if you want to use the left one now, so which which controller do you associate with moving around, Mark? Of the two Joy Cons, left or right? Um, the the left hand okay so now so which one would you then associate with catching a pokemon um i'm gonna say the right hand so now imagine that you've got to move and catch pokemon on the one joy con which one do you use rage quit yeah Uh, yeah that's it so that's the problem with it that i found more so it's just a bit jarring like i'm getting used to it i've got the little ball i'm going to try and use the pokeball plus i'm going to try and use that to see if it makes improves things for me but when you were trying to describe that to me before i was like i don't see the problem but when you did it that way that's a massive problem i'd like to sit with the left joy con with my movement and then throw the pokeball with my right joy con yeah Completely. that's what I'd like to well, do what's stopping yeah. you having so, a dynamic on the left one that spins the ball in a certain way rather than you so, doing it so, why can't you play it with, with both Joy-Con oh, you just can't it just doesn't allow you it. just can't yeah. so they, they're, they're just really the marketing this for people buying a Switch with, with this game and you've just got to you can play it with your dad with your friend with your brother whatever mm. um and you just hand them the other the other one that you've got to play through together i guess that must be it yeah, yeah so it is frustrating but i'm going to play it for a couple of hours today um so what time are we one o'clock or quarter to one now i'm going to play it for a couple of hours today before i go and pick the missus up from work and then see what I kind of think about it and i will tweet out um a couple of thoughts maybe live stream at some point if i can be bothered uh, <laughs> just to see yeah, whether don't trade it in today, mate. Like, leave it a few days. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And give, us, give us your thoughts. Okay, I, know, I know it's hard. It's okay, mate. I'll, uh, I'll see refrain. Do, mate. It's all right. I'm not that reactive. Frame a little bit. I won't punch well. it. It's okay. So, guys, one of you want to jump in? What are you playing? Um, no, I think we've touched on, on most of the things I'm playing. Um, kind of going through Civ Six. It's early days. I think I haven't, like, I haven't played enough of that to give, like, a really good review. All I can say is the presentation of it is is really nice um it's got like a real high production value um i mean the narration's done by sean bean yeah and he just keeps yeah. dropping in at different times as events are happening like but it, I, i'll talk about this when when i've got a bit more ground on give it a week it. i think i, we'll, I really like it we're going to try and record a little bit more often now yeah, i think yeah. we figured a way of getting the microphone over to your house haven't Absolutely, we so yeah. we'll be able to do it a little bit more often and try and pigeon. Bring the yeah, bring the episodes down slightly shorter, but then at least give you a bit more of a an increased um, increased listen to. The only other point well, I'd touch on. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say for Civ Six was what would be quite fun is if we all had a copy. Obviously, um, 
play online and 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 each have Ooh. a territory and, and lose it's repeatedly just, to Pete. Oh no! It's, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you've got yeah. uh, the experience on Civ Six, Mark. He's trying to go to here, Pete. I wouldn't. I think, well, I think on. Pete would probably still put a handicap on himself just to. Well, I'd love to, wouldn't I? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I am that good. <laughs> Mark's trying to G himself up here just to go and buy a copy. Because that's I'm what scared. he's trying. He's trying to say, yeah, the lads on the podcast want me to get it, love them. Uh, I'm going to have to pick him. it up. There's no choice. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah, I think what I kind of want to kind of want to see a little bit more over the next couple of weeks because now that we've got Smash it's kind of like the next big game on Horizon um, it's just to kind of see a little bit more of a plot out like we said before some of the DLCs that are coming I'm tempted to jump into Civ 6 Mark you've been playing quite a few um, a few of the indies specifically one that well, I don't want know, to know that's how I like to roll isn't it yeah um, well, an indie Mark yeah. uh, one that I don't want to know too much about but I kind of want you to not give a well give a spoiler free overview of so well two of them actually Undertale and Night in the Woods first so which one are you yeah thinking? so Undertale which one are you is... enjoying more just out of interest oh definitely Night in the Woods really okay that's cool yeah yeah um Undertale starts off and it seems much more like a traditional sort of PG setup you're a little little guy in a pixelated world and he's he looks yellow like a, a Simpsons character and but and, and the, the whole sort of setup of this game is you can play through it in um you know like like just killing every enemy or you can play through it in like pacifist mode where every enemy you, you come across you there are methods you can use to not have to kill them and and end the combat by you know like letting them go basically hmm. um and but i i just don't get the, so i've played um must have played about six or seven hours of it and i think i've pl- i'm a good way through um the story and i just the the one thing i really really love i'll start with the super positive is the music is just beautiful like it, it's like orchestral and really layered and textural in a way that if you just look glanced at a picture of the game you'd think it would have like chip tune like sort of nez or snez sort of beepity music but it's actually got this beautiful score to it and that's yeah. one of the best aspects of it but just it hasn't gelled with me at all and it's the sort of game like looking at it and reading up beforehand i thought oh, i'm gonna love this this looks really exciting i love this idea of approaching the enemies and uh but there's just something weird about it there's this like slightly off sense of humor and i sort of think that there's something i'm not quite understanding like it feels like it's referencing and there's this nostalgia to this, maybe this whole series of games somewhere that I don't know about. And, um, but I'd be really interested to hear, because obviously this is game, this is a game that's got like 10 out of 10 from reviewers uh, and, yeah. or very close to that. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of thinking at the moment, you know, somewhere like a six or a seven out of 10 for myself. I mean, it's been fun. It's a fairly relaxing game to pick up and like walk through and some of the dialogue and it's pretty funny. And some of the characters are really like quirky and, uh, you know interesting and but i just it just hasn't gelled with me so i'd be really interested to hear if you guys do decide to get it 
um, if they if it gets some sort of deep discount and you guys pick it up, be really interested to hear if you like it or not. I'll definitely pick it up. I think once it gets a little bit more discount on there, because uh, it's only fourteen fifteen pounds at the moment. It's not not exactly a huge yeah. hugely expensive game, but I think no, it's just just because I've seen it on the PlayStation store for about six pounds for the last like, two years, <laughs> I'm always in a position where I think, okay, it's a great game. Really want to jump into it. Super interested by the aesthetic, but um, it has to be at the right price point. I think. Yeah, um, and I, I think this is a game that you'd want to play handheld, really. Some headphones stuff. It really does work. It's that sort of pixel game. You, you're probably not going to play it on a TV, um, so it probably is better on the Switch than just the um, just because you are so softly spoken, Mark. You are cutting oh, yeah. out quite a bit on that microphone. So uh, ah, there we go. That's okay, it. that's beautiful. That's fine. is that better? No, okay, that's fine. Good. That's okay. So another that's one. My sultry southern voice. You know, it's it just is. So soft. Yeah, it's just it is. It is dreamy. It's too smooth. Do you want me to microphone. say anything for you? Do I want you to what? Say anything. Say oh, Sakurai. Sakurai. I think you should say <laughs> Night in the Woods. Well. If you enter a credit card uh, information, uh, <laughs> just go to the, the, on the right there. Where do I swipe? This is the, the the free you've had so far, but uh, it gets a lot it gets a lot better from here. I like it. Um, so <laughs> so you've gone from gone from like being a little bit middle of the road with Undertale. So what about Night in the Woods then? Night in the Woods. Um, can you can you still hear me? Yeah, fine. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Sorry, I wondered if it dropped out again. Um, Night in the Woods. Um, as I've been saying, as I said earlier, I've been sort of playing, playing these more relaxing kind of games recently, like like Undertale, just ones I can just drop into, just wander about. Um, I think just because work has been fairly stressful the last couple of weeks. Um, Night in the Woods is this. It's a narrative-driven adventure game set in this like declining uh, um, city in the states, and it's it's got like a side-scrolling uh, aesthetic where, and you play you play as a cat who at the beginning of the game has returned home from college. So from, from uni English speak um, to uh, just kind of dropped out and you sort of learn that as you progress. That's not a spoiler because you learn that really early on. Um, Yeah, it's not mate. You're all right. You're right. (laughs) Fine. It's okay. Um, Nothing I've said so far is a spoiler. You should be all right. That's good. Um, Cool. The, and you arrive at the train station and that's where it starts. And the the cat's parents um, haven't arrived to, and her name's May. Uh, May's parents haven't arrived to collect her, so you sort of get this slight sense that something is is wrong from the outset, and it's not all right in the world of May. Um, and so she has to walk through the woods to get to her town, um, which is called Possum Springs, to um, start, uh, you know, investigating and, and meeting people. Um, but but and the game doesn't really give you a huge amount of direction. Uh, and, and it has a, as a, it has like a day night loop to it actually. So um, again, this isn't a spoiler because you get to this really early on. But once you get to the parents' house, you, you talk to a few people, and the writing is is top notch. It's like funny. It's up to date. There's there's no sort of um, just casual like uh, popular references that that would spoil it in the future. It's all really good. Um, yeah. And uh, you so you you talk to a few people and the dialogue's great and it doesn't really give you any sort of sense of mystery or any puzzles or anything you just then go to bed and you actually have to like select the bed to put your character to sleep and then the next day you have to press the button to wake so it you wake up and then there's a computer and you can log on and chat to your friends uh and then you just start exploring the town and so every day you explore the town and maybe 
different bits open up and different people are there in a sort of Majora's Mask sort of nice. way where different characters are available at different times or in different seasons. It sort of feels like a living, breathing town. And you start to get a bit of an undercurrent of deeper questions about the town and certain things that are happening. Um, you find a, with that, I'm not going to give anything here, but you, you find something with your friends that is a very disturbing thing for someone to find and it doesn't get explained. And so the view that you've got is very much through this sort of very innocent view of the world. And May is very like irresponsible in a lot of her choices in the game. And that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very relaxing. You can just jump in. The music's great. The visuals are fantastic. The dialogue, as I said, is, is really good. I, I think, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be reporting more in, in future episodes as I get further into the game, but I'm enjoying it much, much more than, um, Undertale. Yeah. It's, mm. it's something I'm super keen to jump in. I've had it. I, I bought it best part about six months ago. And I think I told you both that I'm waiting yeah, yeah. for a nice little rainy evening when I'm on my own. I've made myself a nice tea and I'm settling yeah. down. So it might be at a friend's house or something, just chill. And it's that kind of game where I love, yeah. love a good walking sim. I love a good, um, narrative driven adventure kind of game. Oh, it's, it's just, it sounds like butter to me and really, really cool. Yeah, but, that, that, that's exactly it. So I've been playing just, um, you know, when, when May goes to bed, I will just turn it off. I'll shut the game down and then I'll pick it back up and play like a day cycle. So I'll find who the people are to talk to in that day and then put May to bed and then I turn it off again. Yeah. So it's like this nice little loop. A bit That's actually a bit like Animal Crossing as well, actually. Yeah, I was just uh, about where you'll to load up. That. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. like that. So it, I think um, with it as well, um, one big suggestion I gave to, to Rich on Twitter was that I absolutely adore Gone Home and that came out recently on on switch if you haven't ever played it before mark then it's it's absolutely right up your street you you kind of get the impression it's going to be quite in fact no i'm not going to say what i was going to say because it could be be, (laughs) it's one of those things where any aspect of that game that's explained or if you even review read a review about it it can kind of it can it can be a bit too leading with gone home but once that comes cheap try that out because it's so it's such a great you can play through it in maybe two to three hours four hours max and it's one of those experiences okay. where you'll want straight away go like that, Christine, go and play that game. I want to watch you play that game. Um, it's, there's, there's quite a few like that Firewatch when that comes to Switch. Man, yeah, I see. Man. see oh, what uh, yeah, you, I, I've heard you talk about that a lot. And I think that's coming to Switch, isn't it, next year? Yeah, it's coming next year. Um, yeah. Wonderful. I think the dev team have been bought by Microsoft as well now. So mm, all the more okay. reason to kind of jump into it. Um, you know, because it's probably, I can't remember the name of the bloody group now that make it. Uh, but your Firewatch, um, one other one that will come to me in a minute, What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, yeah, that, I've if, heard good things about that. Yeah. That's I think it's only on Steam, PlayStation, that might be on Xbox at the moment, but when that comes to Switch, and it will come to Switch, it has to come to Switch. Please put it on Switch. But when that comes to comes to the console, it's another, it's another experience that I just encourage anyone if you ever, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of going a bit off tangent here, but the fact that Red Dead had the biggest opening weekend of any entertainment media, um, when you're looking at the likes of Firewatch, looking at the likes of Journey, looking at What Remains of Edith Finch, you know, these wonderful narrative games, 
Um, it's really proven the fact that this is such a such a creative art form, you know, such a, a creative space for people to go and now get the funding and, you know, create something truly unique. And Night in the Woods as well, that's why I'm really, I can't wait to play it, Undertale. You know, narrative-driven experiences that are just super, super fun to enjoy. Pete with Xenoblade, I know it's a slightly different kind of spin on it, but... Um, it just, I gush about it because obviously my degree is in bloody English literature and the fact that we've all, we're all relatively well read. The kind of fact that you can go and have these experiences on something digital and handheld, we couldn't necessarily do that when we were a little bit younger. Um, and it really is pushing the art form forward. And that's me being as poncy as I need to be on a podcast about Nintendo. Well, but I feel like I'm going to pour ice cubes down your pants now a little bit um, okay. to just coin that phrase completely. Okay. In the. Um, <laughs> I, I completely respect that uh, opinion about narrative games. Personally, I haven't been a huge fan of them before, really. And I'm trying Night in the Woods as a bit of an experiment because it was on sale. Yeah. And uh, I f- have always found with stories in video games that they're always, always find them really sort of clunky. And I can't, yeah, yeah, I, because I'm, I, I jump into the game because... I've I've decided I want to be playing a game, and so I've always been a bit annoyed at any attempt to shoehorn in lots of story into a game. That, that's how I felt uh, before now. So I guess that's a bit of an opinion that maybe divides um, gamers a bit. But um, I prefer to be doing something when I'm doing a mm-hmm. game versus like reading a book or watching a film, obviously. Uh, but with something like Night in the Woods, where you're driving the dialogue by clicking the button and you're still choosing the, um, the, the, the narrative choices a little bit to some extent. Uh, there are like narrative pathways that you open up cause you can choose your options a bit like you would in a, in a puzzle adventure, like, uh, mm. um, uh, you know, like a monkey Island or something. Um, but, but this is a game like, like monkey Island, but without the puzzles, which I've always been put off by, uh, in the future, but I'm hoping I'm going to, continue to enjoy this one and it might maybe it'll change my opinion i just think it depends on hitting the right type of game at the right time so for me with like journey didn't didn't grab me in a way that it gripped i mean it's most people's well certainly you know um playstation fans their their best game uh journey you know they absolutely loved it It's it's been free on ps plus a couple of times like it didn't grip me in a way that other games did firewatch i don't know why i jumped into it i just really love the aesthetic and i'm a huge fan of ollie moss i think we've spoken about it before the the art director and and the graphics designer for the game so by playing it when i was in that aesthetic i was actually so surprised that the game gripped me to the point where it was quite emotional and i was trying to like go into it but it got it got me in a point where i was just like this is I don't. I think playing in handheld may do it a disservice. I think it's something that you really have to trust on a TV and just try and immerse yourself a little bit. And yeah, type- a game I did get properly immersed in like that, like an emotionally engaged. Ico, the, yeah, the, the Ico, one by the yeah, same developer. Yeah. Did you play that? Yeah, yeah, you played it on the PlayStation. Yeah, even I played Ico. Too, yeah. yeah, it's exactly. Mm. But these things, and again, Breath of the Wild did it with me in certain ways. It's like melancholy, but it'll hit in a certain way where. That's why I'm so I, I, I'm nervous to ever jump into that type of game if I'm not in the right mindset. If I'm in a negative mm-hmm. mindset, I might be a bit critical of it. Whereas, you know, again, when I think I played What Remains of Edith Finch and Firewatch on New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve, 
uh, respectively. So I kind of jumped into those games when I was in quite a relaxed, chilled mindset and wanted to experience something a little bit different. And it really is a case of sitting there with, and I know sounds ridiculous, sitting there with a glass of wine, cup of coffee, comfort food, and settling in and playing something with the duvet cover thrown on you, you know, on the sofa with the TV yeah. positioned in the Gla- right way. Glass of mead, maybe. Oh, house coat glass on. Glass of mead, house coat on, and just really sitting down and enjoying it. But again, I completely agree, unless you find the right one that hits home for you, um, which is why I would encourage you, if you find any of these games on sale, pick them up. And then when you've got that kind of rainy evening where you want to, you know, double down on something a little bit more. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely. Just, if, if they bring them to Switch. Uh, Pete, how, how do you feel about this sort of narrative question? I games? think um, it, it's about getting into flow a bit. It's, it's when the challenge of whatever thing you're looking at meets your skill level perfectly. Like if it if it's not challenging enough, like you'll get passive, you're not that bothered. If it's if it's too challenging beyond your skill level, you get frustrated. Like you can get as in books and as as in films, but I think more easily in games into flow where you can customise the challenge level to fit in with your skill and therefore you're in flow, which is like losing track of every minute of the day, every hour, every night. You can get into flow so easily with, with games. And if that's like for me, it's usually like the challenge level, but for others, it could be the story. Hmm. I think if they're thinking about the story and the choices that they're making and things like that. But yeah, I think it's always easier to get people into flow with computer games. I think than I mean, you you see it with like box sets hmm. and people binge watching. They find the narrative challenging yeah. enough that. Like, but I, I think with games, it's it's far more. I like it's easy these, to hit um, that kind of idea. Sorry, I like in these games like the likes of watching Dunkirk in the cinema. If you're sat there in Dunkirk and you're watching it in 4K and you're immersed in something and you're going, whoa, or like any other Nolan film where he really wants to put you in the middle of something and you're going, this creatively is incredible and it's making me feel something. You know, that's kind of the basis or the premise of what these games do. And I think from my side, the like the likes of Firewatch, the way it's voice acted, you know, it's wonderfully acted. And then on top of that, you get the, the art direction so specific and unique. Um and then it it really is what you make of it. It's how you want to, you could be critical about the, you know, parts are clunky. Maybe, you know, a narrative is a little bit, that's why I love Final Fantasy IX so much and Final Fantasy um, seven. In Final Fantasy IX specifically, I'd encourage you to play it, Mark, because you have got the, the mix of, you know, quite several or uh, several very complicated mechanics and, you know, narrative driven, but you've got the likes of Vivi in there. who's a black mage that's, doesn't know where he's from and he's trying to figure out what he's going through and you can really identify with these characters as you're growing up and even now at this point i'll play that game and go it's just so intelligent and the way it's positioned and the way that it drags you through 40 hours of actually feeling invested in a character or invested in an environment or invested in a a world um that's why i play games you know that's why i get out of bed for and i think whether it's an hour along because you're challenged by something like pete was saying before whether it's you know um um, a two hour long experience of playing firewatch and getting to the end of it and actually going you know i'm made up i played that i want other people to experience that it's digestible people that don't like games might like this because it's not a game um you know it is this experience or whether or not you want to go and throw mario kart at someone um whatever you identify with these games on a different level it's just amazing that there's so much choice for you 
So uh, yeah, that's okay. it. Okay. So um, I think that's Super Smash right? Brothers is out yeah. soon, where you get to yeah. beat the <laughs> faces of your favourite characters off. And we apologies, to... piece there, didn't we? It was yeah, good. yeah, I know. Right. So um, I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. Are you pretty happy with that? Yeah, I think we've had a good session there. We've we've all got games to be playing. We have. Yeah. Yeah. Why wait? Do Diablo. Uh, I've got to get my Civ 6 on the go. You have, but you've got to jump into Diablo, mate. You need to get up to a decent Paragon level so we can rack up the Torment and then Torment Mark and tease Mark about not being there. Seriously, once Civ 6 kicks in, we're not going to hear... I mean, it's been hard enough getting hold of Pete as it is, but this is just going to... You are elusive. It's just (laughs) He's the elusive Pokemon. Mm. This is is it now. Peter Mon. He's just good. Peter Mon. Yeah, Peter Mon. Nice. I think it would just be gone. No, I do. I do believe that fun. Yeah. I'll have to Pete? watch it carefully. Pete, where's he gone? Um, yeah. Cool. Well, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this, gents. Is there anything we want to touch on yeah, before man. we uh, go our separate ways on this wonderful sunny Saturday afternoon? Uh, no, it's been good. Enjoy your gaming. Yeah, I'm certainly will. Right, guys. So if you want to follow us, we're at Switch on Score Island. We're also on the interwebs, which is www.switchisland.co.uk. Peter, your Twitter handle is... At Preacher. And Mark, your Twitter handle this week is at smart tweeter and my handle is at danny ward 2707 have a wonderful week uh it is as we record the saturday the 17th of november smash is only two weeks away three weeks away uh just in, <laughs> about, about two and a half two, and, two half. and a half yeah two and a half <laughs> and we are coming into award season and we have got something planned and we are coming up to our one year anniversary of switch island as well yeah, which we want to do some planning yeah. for so i think the two might coincide mm. and then we need to try and argue between ourselves of uh what's going to be our games of the year which Ooh, i can't that's wait that's gonna be there's gonna be some tears that's a special episode in itself yeah, yeah. we need to think about what we want to call it as well because we've got like got other people got golden joysticks you've got the gamies we want to we want to know what we want to call it so uh, any ideas guys tweet at us um we have been switch at us we have been switch island you have been wonderful and thank you very much and speak to you next time bye bye let's go